0: President, could you tell us to what degree
1: Gary and Shannon
2: helped to shape your views on this national emergency? I, I was talking about it. Look.
1: Gary Hoffman
3: has been a terrific, terrific... I think he's a great guy.
1: Shannon Farron
3: I don't know her. She's off the reservation, but anybody that knows her understands that.
1: Gary and Shannon
3: They did a great report of me. I say, where the hell did that come from? So I just want to thank everybody. I want to wish... Gary and Shannon Great luck and speed and enjoy your life. And thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank
0: you. I
3: it out. Sorry
0: wait, I'm looking at the show here, Gary. Yes, and? and? And I see that we've got an LAPD employee that's got the uh, typhoid fever. Yes, and? We've got uh, LAPD officers diagnosed with typhus. Right. And what are they worried about in Sacramento? Banning hotel shampoo oh, bottles. Oh, yeah. Someone, Someone's out to steal your what, soap. What are we doing?
4: Everything else is great. We've Everything got LAPD
0: officers with typhus and lawmakers in Sacramento want to ban shampoo bottles. There
4: is a uh, here's a very funny what coincidence. Yeah, I was last yesterday. I was just uh, I pulled up a story called how San Francisco broke America's heart. This idea that the leadership in San Francisco was trying to be the most progressive, the most uh, informed, the most feeling, etc., And San Francisco has become an absolute asshole. You can you can expand that to say California, as progressive as California claims to be, has done zero to to solve the main progressive issues like something like uh, wealth inequality or homelessness. They've done nothing. In fact, the problems have gotten worse. Why are Why are we doing Seattle as
0: well? Seattle is
4: completely broken. It's because we we. Continue to concentrate on things like shampoos and soaps and straws. And Still soda. My soap. He stole my soap.
0: It's- we're banning soda or we're putting labels on soda. I, I was listening to John and Ken on Friday and I almost drove into a wall because they really did uh, a deep dive on what we're focusing on in Sacramento. And we're putting warnings on soda, but yet putting in safe needle Perfect. It's a safe needle places that is a in public economy. Like, what are we doing? And this is another one. We've got LAPD officers with Typhus and they're fighting over shampoo bottles in yeah. Sacramento.
4: Or they're the city's running a program where they're awarding money to the best driver in Los Angeles. Right. Wait a minute. Listen, and I appreciate the insurance company that wants to give the money to it. But But
0: spend that $70,000 to uh, rid downtown of typhus. That's uh, a good first step. At the bottom
4: of the hour, we're going to update you on this story out of Chicago. There is a computer program, an algorithm that they've been using to reopen dozens of Chicago cold cases. And there's there's a racial element to this. Most of these cold cases that they've been unable to solve happen to be young black women that are victims. And we'll talk about that. At ten thirty in the one o'clock hour, Mark Saltzman's going to join us. We got some strange science stories. It's a big show, full show.
0: Well, we've, I like this show. It's a it's good, a good show. show. We start though with the president and John McCain's long-running feud. Ugh. It's back in the spotlight, and yes, John McCain is no longer with us, but the feud lives on.
4: Listen, I don't care about your opinion of John McCain. I'm mean, not I mean you. I just mean you. I don't care about what you think he did or didn't do or politically one way or the other. There's a certain amount of respect that the guy, his father and his grandfather deserve. I don't for the service it. to the country. I
0: don't get it. I mean, I've never met a person that didn't respect John McCain. I've never met a Democrat that didn't have respect for John McCain. Yeah, it's kind of across the board. It's one of those people that you just don't hear anything negative about until you ask the president. Because I think he's upset that John McCain was so beloved, and he's jealous. He's yes, jealous of it.
4: Very much so. The the president made a trip to Japan, and one of the things that uh, was in Japan happened to be the USS John McCain, which is a warship that has been named after not only John McCain, the senator, but John McCain's father, the admiral, and the John McCain's grandfather was also in the Navy. All three of them are considered the namesake of this ship. Now, John McCain died almost a year ago now, if you can believe that, from a brain tumor. And this, for some reason, has continued to come up over and over again. There was a May 15th email that went out uh, to U.S. Navy and Air Force officials. uh, A U.S. Indo-Pacific Command official outlined plans for the president's trip to Japan that resulted in conversations between the White House military office and the 7th Fleet of the Navy. In addition to instructions for things like... Uh, landing areas, because for one of the, he, he landed uh, on uh, the USS Wasp, one of the helicopter uh, carriers, I guess you'd call it. The official issue uh, issued a third directive in all of this. The USS John McCain needs to be out of sight. Now, they couldn't move it because I guess it's undergoing repairs at this point. It's not mobile. So what they did was they covered up the name on the side of the ship with a giant tarp the president was asked about it today when he got uh, when he left the White House he's headed to Colorado to make re- uh, remarks at the U- uh, at the Air Force Academy
3: John McCain I wasn't a fan but I would never do a thing like that I don't know what happened I wasn't involved I would not have done that somebody did it because they thought I didn't like them. okay and they were well-meaning I will say I didn't know anything about it. I would never have done that.
4: Do you believe him? No, you think he ordered it.
0: I think he started the conversation and somebody made it happen.
4: Well, there's two things that would have to happen for that to be true. Number one, he would have to know where the u s s John McCain is. I don't think he cares. I don't think he has ability i don't think he has the depth to figure out where the John McCain is or where the John McCain would be stationed, that it would even come close to him. So
0: you think it was somebody else?
4: I do. I think somebody in the White House military office, which helps control things like the president's travel, food supplies, that sort of thing. You
0: know what? This may have been crisis management preemptively. Yes. I think you're right. I think that they thought, well, let's not take the chance that he sees the USS John McCain and then says something off the cuff, because that would have been a headline disaster.
4: Acting Defense Secretary Pat Shanahan was aware of the concern about the fact that the John McCain may be in eyesight and approved measures to avoid what officials believed might be a disruption to the president's visit. Imagine that. He's on an official state visit to and Japan. And this is what
0: they have to worry about. literally l- reading
4: the words USS John McCain would trigger would've, him. Would have been a disruption.
0: Yes. Well, the last thing you would want was him over there seeing that and then it sticking in his head and then him off the cuff saying something in public remarks about i like my war veterans not captured or something
1: in japan
4: here's what patrick shanahan had to say today
1: i've asked my chief of staff to look into the matter it's 3 a.m in the morning or or thereabouts and as soon as i find out more about this i'll i'll let you know here's the other i would never dishonor the memory of a great american patriot like senator mccain also think it's important i'd never disrespect the young men and women
0: here's the other thing can we not make this a thing can this not blow up and out of proportion to where it's embarrassing all of us
4: right well we could have But here's the, I don't think that this is, to me, this goes beyond disrespecting John McCain. I know the president doesn't have, I doesn't like him, and he's got a boner for bringing him up all the time. That's, whatever. Imagine the men and women who are serving on the USS John McCain right now, who take pride in the fact that they're serving on the USS John McCain, who take pride in the fact that the name on that ship is a name attached to three men who served honorably this country. And for the president to feel like he can't even look at, you know, or for I shouldn't say he'd because, again, I don't believe that he made the decision that someone was so concerned that he couldn't see the name without losing his mind. What, what kind of confidence does that instill in those men and women who are serving on the USS John McCain right now?
0: I don't think that they take him seriously because uh, they have a serious job to do. I, was gonna, I hope. I sure hope so. Um, the president, by the way, taking to Twitter today, saying, uh, I had nothing to do with Russia helping me get elected. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You know, some things you sit out. Some things you just sit out. You just leave it alone. Talk about confusing things. <laughs> I don't even get it. And then, oh,
4: uh, you know, who's he said that in a tweet and then. In that same news conference right before he got on the helicopter.
3: You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. <laughs> Russia didn't help me at all. It's just he keeps stepping on his own shoes here. Yeah. Stop it.
0: Good Lord. All right, coming up next, we'll get an update on the flooding. It's a good day to be in Los Angeles, yeah. be in California. We'll tell you all about it.
4: Gary and Shannon will continue.
3: Pretty little gold bag. You know she beat me at darks and then she beat me at pool and then she kissed me like there was nobody else in the room it's Gary and Shannon cool. it
1: like
4: It's Thursday, it's May 30th. Up the, up 30th. The, the top of the questions. hour. Andrew Mullenbeck is gonna join us. Not not Molon back. He's somewhere in a lab. Andrew Mullenbeck going to talk about this uh, LAPD employee that contracted a bacteria that could cause typhoid fever, but we're worried about taking people's soap away from them because Shannon's you stole my soap. Stole my soap. She needs the little containers to pour her vodka in to take on the airplane. What are you going to do? I'm sorry.
0: Is it judge me Thursday? Oh, is that what okay. I'm hearing?
5: Oh, it's a little spicy in here
4: today. Somebody had chocolate last night.
0: How's your mold doing? What, do you want to see
4: it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It looks like a hole in my back with a scab on it.
0: Okay. No. Why? That's disgusting. We're invested. We're invested. We did uh, social media posts on that mole and its development and its surgery.
4: But I don't want you to look at me differently. I don't want you to look at me like I'm an animal.
0: Can I post a picture? No. no.
4: It's gross. Is it really? Yeah. Does it itch?
0: Come on. let's. No, it doesn't itch anymore. Do you really want to see that?
4: You're an animal. Animal, look at that! Oh, oh God. okay. See, stop it now. That's what exactly what I didn't want to happen. Bigger than I was expecting. Ah!
0: That's it looks what looks like it hurts.
4: It does not hurt.
0: It looks agitated. It's not thing.
4: agitated. Although apparently I'm allergic on my back to the uh, adhesive and some of the band aids because for about a week there was a rectangle around it from the adhesive on the band aid. Yeah,
0: that's it weird. looks irritated. Okay, see,
4: this is exactly. Thank you, doctor.
0: Well, sandbags were no match for the flooding that has just saturated Arkansas and Oklahoma. We were just watching aerial footage of those beautiful homes that are just got to got to believe inundated with water. Yeah,
4: Fort Smith, Arkansas was where they saw that. But, But this has come at the end of almost a two week period where there was a daily round of severe weather with. Uh, tornadoes that came along, major long-track tornadoes, including one that moved from the south outskirts of Lawrence, Kansas, across the far western and northern parts of Kansas City in the metro area, dozens of homes heavily damaged just outside the town of Linwood. And like you said, now the big deal is going to be flooding, a lot of flooding specifically along the Arkansas-Oklahoma border, along the uh, swollen Arkansas River.
0: Brad Hindley is in Fort Smith, Arkansas. He said his family spent two days piling sandbags around their home in vain. The water found its way in. He's uh, 71 years old, by the way. He says his house is in a 500-year floodplain, meaning the chances of flooding were so remote that he never got flood insurance. Now he doesn't know what they're going to do. He said probably going to have to get a big loan and start over. It's overwhelming, he said. You can't do anything. The water had the power. You can't block it.
4: One of the bigger issues now, of course, is going to be the levee system that uh, that is downstream throughout Arkansas. They said that there are record crest levels predicted at several sites along the river. Two levees have already been topped in some of the more rural areas of Arkansas. Uh, 400 homes have been evacuated because of flooding, according to Governor Asa Hutchinson. And he said he directed a quarter million in state funds towards the flood response, immediate, uh, immediately asked for federal assistance from the Trump administration. Uh, but all of this is going to be an issue. This this is also an issue farther north than the Nebraska-Iowa border. People have been facing evacuations after thousands of people were forced, uh, because of, forced out of their homes because of flooding just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, What's talk-
0: going on here? We've got tornadoes. We've got flooding. Well, it's... Is God upset? What? I...
4: Yes, Jerry Falwell. God is upset.
0: <laughs> the look you just gave me was priceless. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I say things just to get a rise. Uh-huh.
4: The, uh huh. the The idea that this is the worst springtime we've seen in a
0: while—it's
4: eh, consistently gotten worse. Uh, the number of tornadoes, the strength of some of these tornadoes. Yesterday, for the most part, was a break from the tornado factory that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But the heavy rain, uh, severe thunderstorms that have been rolling through have dropped a whole lot of rain on some of these areas. So we're going to see flooding probably for the next several days, if not a couple of weeks, before things start to calm down again.
0: All right, coming up next, we got an algorithm in Chicago that has reopened dozens of cold cases. We'll tell you all about it on this Cold Case Thursday.
4: Gary and Shannon will continue. Shannon. you see that foul ball last night?
0: Oh, my heart was ripped out when I saw him collapse over it.
4: A kid struck by a line drive in Houston last night um, by a Cubs player. And uh, there's a couple of things. I, as a huge baseball fan, love sitting close to the field as close as you can get. You cannot take your eyes off the ball. You cannot not pay attention. And second... If you have a kid there, you got to be on full alert all the time.
0: Albert Almora Jr. was the one who hit that line drive in the fourth inning, and he had a hard time. He saw it. I mean, he watched the ball from when it connected with his bat straight into that girl, and he, he just collapsed, and he was just upset about it, so upset about it. And after the game, he said that, I hope to have a relationship with her and her family forever. Because well, they're
4: connected. Yeah, that's just they're going to be connected. There's a post about it, by the way, up on uh, handles page. If you go to KFIAM640.com, we'll talk a little bit more about that probably in the 12 o'clock hour.
0: We have talked about stories like this before. And often it is the most vulnerable section of the population that is victimized when we've got a serial killer on the loose. And what, what I mean when I say that is it's often prostitutes, people who are living on the street, people that don't have anyone in their life that's going to say, huh, where's Gary today? Because they're so in and out of, of people's lives and Maybe they don't have anybody close to them. And it seems like they are a target for these serial killers. And it is no different in Chicago, where a bunch of murders began in 2001 that targeted these women.
4: This is uh, the Murder Accountability Project analyzes homicides around the United States. And what they did was they took a bunch of information from thousands of Chicago homicide victims and information about the way they died and put them into a computer. And it spit out about 51 of these cases. They said strikingly similar cases that involved women whose bodies were found in some of the poorest pockets of the city. I mean, alleys, abandoned buildings, uh, empty lots, garbage containers. Most of these women were black. Most of them had been strangled or suffocated in some way. Authorities believe that when they look at this list of 51 women, many of them were prostitutes or drug addicts or possibly both. And there was evidence of sexual attacks. Some of them were naked. Some of them were wearing clothes, but the clothes had been torn as if someone had been uh, had tried to rip them off.
0: So far, police have not reported any breakthroughs uh, or any connections between the murders. But there has been a lot of pressure by activists in Chicago. And so now it looks like detectives are reassessing the reports. They're reassessing the evidence. They're looking for links that went unnoticed in the original investigations, because unfortunately, they just don't get as much attention as other cases. And that's really unfortunate. You know, they don't have family members that are calling Chicago PD every day and saying, hey, what's going on with my case? What's going on with my loved one that was murdered? Nobody's making those phone calls on their behalf. So you can see where they kind of fall down the list of priorities. There's a representative there, Bobby Rush. His district is where many of the killings occurred. He's asked the FBI to join the investigation and plans a community meeting to warn about the risk of a serial killer because, yeah, these started in 2001. But if no one's caught for these things and they do believe that they're connected, that guy's still out there.
4: Yeah, there's, there's some unique things about the cases that they have found about that list of 51. Um, and they say that they don't believe it's just one person or even two people that's out there doing, that, that are out there doing bad things to women, but that there may be a person who is responsible for more than one, or a half dozen, or a dozen. And another mystery is the way the killings, as we've seen before, the way they stopped. February 2014 was the last on this list of murders of the 51 victims here. Uh, Diamond Turner was the woman's name. Her body was found in a garbage can. They don't, there's a three month, uh, sorry, more than three year break because after Diamond Turner's body was found February 2014, the next case is three years and three months later, June of 2017, the death of Catherine Satterfield Buchanan.
0: They believe that he may have been in prison during that time for something else. They're looking for a guy that was not available to kill in those three years. Interesting. That is one of the th- one of the things they're trying to pinpoint. So they're you know publicizing that. Hey, if you know somebody who was inside for those three years, and in all
4: the times that we've talked about cold cases, it seems like there is almost inevitably a period of time when the person stops killing right. for, for some reason, whether. They get caught on something else, and they do go to prison, or they the cops get close to them. The detectives call them in for an uh, an interview or something like that, and they they get spooked, so they suppress whatever urges they have to kill until it's too much for them to bear and they have to give into to it. Yeah,
0: I believed that the Golden State Killer stopped killing in 1986 because he was working in law enforcement for a time and knew that DNA technology around that time was making leaps and bounds yeah. and kind of had his finger on the pulse of that.
4: The, um, they said that as intriguing as it might be to find somebody or a couple of people responsible for the majority of these 51 crimes they may find that the common theme of the case is the victim, not the fact of who killed them, which I think is the more likely thing to take away from it. We've done this before. Uh, Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, was a guy who targeted women who were at risk to begin with, who came from broken homes, teenagers who were working as prostitutes, drug addicts who uh, who were living on the street that would not be reported missing right away. And that was a lot of the case. That was a, a lot of the, the victims of Grim, that case up the there. Grim
0: uh, Sleeper.
4: Yeah. Is another one. Another one. Anyway, this is an interesting thing. We'll keep an eye on this story about the Murder Accountability Project. It had been used in other places, it had been used in Indiana, it had been used in Cleveland. But this is the first uh, and largest uh, group of victims that the Murder Accountability Project has been used for in Chicago.
0: Oh, boy. How is your Uber rating looking? I don't know if I'm I've even check, checked that. i got to we'll check, check mine, that. too. We'll
4: yeah, compare we'll that it. when we come back. Everybody pull
0: up your Uber app. We'll yeah, how, get your rating. I'm excited. Doing. Mine Mom.
6: actually improved recently. Oh, really? <laughs> really? That's yeah. hard to believe. <laughs> <I've>, oh, honey. <laughs> uh, have you ever ridden in a
4: car with her? <laughs> Hey, you can join the entire KFI cast. Uh, us, uh, Conway, John, and Ken handle for a magical evening at a secret undisclosed mansion in the Hollywood Hills. That is famous for things like... Oh, I don't know. Magic. Where yes. could it be? Your charitable donation will include a gourmet dinner, cocktails, free valet parking, and a live Tim Conway Jr. show broadcast. Tons of magic from some of the most well-known magicians in the country. Big deal. We're going to have the whole cast, the whole, sorry, I mean mansion just for us. Single tickets are available for 350 bucks. couples 640 bucks, and group ticket discounts are also available. So the more friends and family that you bring, the cheaper your tickets are going to be. The event is extremely limited. It will sell out.
0: For more details, log on to KFIAM640.com, keyword Red Cross. It's going to be an unforgettable evening.
4: Because it benefits the American Red Cross initiative to get prepared California. We're still
0: figuring out what color dress Gary might don.
4: I'll be wearing the invisible dress over my my regular clothes.
0: So that people can see your mole scab? Oh, maybe we'll do a mole showing that evening. Backless? That
6: sounds
3: You
0: should wear a backless
6: dress.
4: (laughs) I'm hoping that 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 it'll be mostly gone by then and it'll just look like a gunshot wound.
6: Oh, my God. It does look like. They make
4: it disappear that night? It does look like. The night of magic? magic?
0: Magic.
4: Your back will be the show.
0: Monica Rick, Don't drive people uh, away.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> people are up in arms about this shampoo bottle thing, and I think they should be. I think this is crystallizing the point of Sacramento being completely out of touch about real life and what's going on. We've got LAPD officers with typhus, and they're going to ban hotel shampoo bottles. They're going
4: to steal your soap. Who steals soap? Who does that? Who steals
0: soap? As somebody who travels, if you travel Uh, for business or something. Hold on.
4: Go on. I want to know if you're going to be honest about this.
0: I'm just saying if you travel for business or something, you enjoy uh, a hotel soap, right? (laughs) You don't have to
4: (laughs) bring it with you. Now, but... But what about the secondary it use? It won't for affect
0: sh- my vodka because I have my own shampoo bottles that I get got it. from the CVS.
4: Got it.
0: I don't fill old shampoo bottles from the hotel with vodka. Because
4: that would just be silly. That
0: would be a problem. you
4: got to buy your own. Yeah,
0: yeah. Who steals soap?
4: Now we've been talking about Uber uh, and left this open to people. What's your uh, What's your Uber rating? Have you figured it out? You know what it is? Yes, I did. What, have you figured it out?
0: Well, like I it's mean, a, calculus? I don't know.
4: <laughs> I didn't know where to find it. I had to look for
0: it. It's four point nine six.
4: What? Look at you? Yeah. I got a four point nine two. It's
0: because you guys drive here. What do you have? What does that mean? It's because we. Drive I knew you. Here. I knew yours would be well below ours. Hold on. Because your behavior is deplorable sometimes. <laughs> well,
6: I didn't have a car for a few years because I didn't need one in ah, New York.
0: Got it. So, well, it's different here. Yeah. Welcome what
6: is it? Four point seven one. Oh my God. Now, That's listen.
0: Really bad. When you When, Ew. when
4: you tap on <laughs> when you tap on your rating, it tells you why. Well, I mean, it doesn't tell you specifically why. They hide what each of The in- individual ratings, but <laughs>
0: what does it say in yours? How your
4: rating is calculated. Oh, I see. It's uh, it, just how it, It's just generic things, but it says, you know, make sure that you don't keep your driver waiting. Make sure that you're there when they arrive at the pickup location. And I it,
0: use Uber a lot, Monica. Just FYI. Uh, courtesy.
4: Make no. sure you're nice to the driver. Yeah. Hey, How you doing? Maybe Shake try a that. Hand every Maybe a while. hello, Monica. That slice of pizza can wait, Monica. Maybe just so an eye contact what? and a thank you. For Maybe your you time. don't
0: vomit next time. Safety. I try, I I will try to hold that puke.
4: Drivers want to make sure that everyone in their car is safe. Uh, Do not encourage your drivers to break any laws. Let them do that on their own.
0: Maybe keep your clothes on.
4: Maybe you should have a seatbelt on. Yeah. Wait, clothes on?
0: Well, I don't know what she does on her dates.
4: Ratings will foster the mutual respect between riders and drivers, (laughs) and that strengthens the community and helps everyone get the most from Uber.
0: 4.7.
4: A high rating is about more than bragging rights among your friends. It's a sign that people enjoyed their time with you. Keep up the good work, it says. 4.92. You had a 4.96. 4.96 uh Monica had a one point nine two yep. which is really low
0: similar yeah drivers <laughs> with ratings four point six below are at risk, wow, so uh, I bet riders that are nearing 4.6, like Monica, might be at a risk for for not getting... No, would- mine is going up. It was 4.69 last month. Oh, oh my gosh. And then somebody freaking
6: hit me downtown, and How- I didn't have a car for a month. How
4: often so would I you say boosted. you're using the Uber now?
0: Uh, I don't use it... Uh, probably when I go
6: out, what, what is so your, what out. is
0: your behavior when you get into an Uber? Do you say hello? Do you talk on the phone the whole time? Do you, do you what, what would you say your behavior is?
6: Um, it depends cause I didn't have a car be- and I still had to come to work. So sometimes I was making phone calls on the ride into work, you know, setting up stories and stuff and, mm-hmm. but I would say hello um, that's
4: it. Would you say you, it like that? Yeah. No. Hello.
6: Yeah. What do you think you got dinged for? I didn't say f u, driver. <laughs> um, what, do, what did I get dinged for? Uh, I don't know. Did in you, New York, see, I can tell you exactly why I'd get dinged. Tell me. Uh, because they drive like apples mm-hmm. and I'd ask them to go in certain directions
0: to avoid traffic. Don't do and, that. Oh, yeah. boy. Don't do that.
6: Sorry, but when I'm trying to get to work on time, Katie does that. My it's friend Katie. A, it's important.
0: She she tells them the directions, which way to go.
6: Yeah, I've finessed that a little bit. Hey, do you mind taking this? It's, it might be a little. That's
0: transparent. You're still demanding that they. <laughs>
4: That's transparent and condescending. Well, yeah.
6: some
0: well, some drivers actually ask. They do, but yeah. unless they ask, I
6: don't say anything. not just, just riding willy nilly. I gotta get. I've gotta get places. You're like
0: my great aunt.
4: They do say Uber says that if you get a low enough rating, you'll start getting um, you'll start getting notifications that you're you're in the bottom rung Mm -hmm. and that they'll include the guidelines like the ones I was just reading. If you tap on your uh, your rating, it'll show you some of the guidelines about how you can boost your scores before you are kicked off Uber. (laughs) It says they will you will have multiple chances to boost your score.
6: I've never, uh, but they
4: have yet to say what the number is, like what's the threshold for for being kicked off. So I've never
0: gotten dinged. I've never gotten alerts or anything like that. My uh, sister-in-law still has on her refrigerator a letter that the DMV sent me in 2006. And it's kind of the same thing. I had gone through two red lights, two red light cameras caught me within a month. Wow. And Yeah, it was very expensive. <laughs> and I could barely pay rent that month <laughs> but uh they sent me a letter after the second red light camera violation and it was the most terse letter ever the opening line was you are one of the worst drivers in the state <laughs> of california every time you get behind the wheel you're putting the greater public in danger if you can <laughs> if you continue driving the way you drive you're going to kill somebody like that's how it was worded it was Good. just super frank like that Well,
4: i'm surprised it wasn't something like it didn't open with
0: are you okay? Is there something going on with you? It you would could? in 2019, huh? Yeah. Like that. Le- I would like to see that letter in 2019 oh. because I don't think it could be written that you way. You
4: must be having some difficulty at home because <laughs> you're running red lights. Like How do going you out feel? How do you feel? Were
0: you recently released under AB 109? Do you oh. need a place to stay?
4: Well, first of all, thank you for your service. <laughs> um, they say that uh, if you get kicked off of Uber for your low rating... You will also lose access to Uber's food delivery app and Jump, which allows you to rent electric bikes and scooters as well. Now, there's something called an Independent Drivers Guild, which represents a bunch of the app-based drivers in the city of New York. They have praised this whole thing uh, as a way to protect drivers in addition to riders. I mean, we just the other day saw a story out of New York, I think it was, where a guy gets into Uber uh, without a shirt on. Warning sign! Warning sign! (laughs) <laughs> and just starts beating the living tar out of the, uh, the driver. He was sitting directly behind him in the back seat and, uh, and just started beating the guy up before he got kicked out.
0: What do you think Monica did to get such a low rating? Hit us up on Twitter at Gary oh and Shannon. Oh, God. I don't want to see those responses. <laughs> well, there's
4: only a few options. I mean,
0: Coming up next, the LAPD is dealing with typhus. Seriously. This is what we're doing. But don't worry, Sacramento. Just take away the shampoo bottles.
4: It's a dark day in California when the uh, the lives of the turtle are more important than the lives of your police officers. Right. <clears throat> anyway, a happy hour coming up on the Gary and Shannon show. Right. Well,
3: Stepped me. on my blue
4: Gary and Shannon,
0: Monica, don't feel bad. Neil says his rating was lower than yours. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What
6: was? But it? it still
4: raises the question of what what were they doing to these Uber drivers? That-
6: I think it just depends on the mood of the Uber driver.
4: Oh, okay. Sure it does. Yeah. Then how in the world does Aaron Bender have a 5.0 rating? Because
6: Aaron Bender obviously has never ridden in an Uber yeah. before in his life. <laughs> there you go.
4: We, uh, we've been following a couple of stories. We'll get into this at Swamp Watch. But the, uh, the president and um, the discussion over whether or not the USS John McCain, the Navy destroyer that's uh, currently in port in uh, Japan, I guess he's stationed there actually, whether the name on the ship was covered on purpose to not trigger the president. Uh, He's actually in Colorado right now at the U.S. Air Force Academy giving a graduation speech. Blake, let's uh, listen into that just for a second.
3: And I know we're all going to make it. There's no doubt about it, right? There's no doubt about it. To the nearly 1,000 cadets who will soon become second lieutenants in the U.S. Air Force, You could have chosen any school, any career you wanted, but you chose a harder path and a higher calling to protect and defend the United States of America. I know what you've been through, and it's tougher but you know what? In the end, it's better. Do you know, you're going to see. Know. You'll see. You know, first
4: <laughs> the president. There you go. We'll come see. back to that. We'll talk more did about I... that at Swamp Watch. He did go to a military academy. I think is probably what he's suggesting, although not at the. Uh, it was a high school.
0: It wasn't the Air Force Academy. It was not. The was Air Force it? Academy. Okay.
4: That is a beautiful, beautiful campus. The Air Force Academy, Colorado.
0: Well, we've chronicled the outbreak of typhus downtown, and the. Inspection into L.A. City Hall after reports of uh, an employee contracting typhus there. Now it's worked its way into the LAPD. Yay. Uh,
4: Andrew Mollenbeck is helping us cover this story. Andrew, what's going on?
5: Hey, good morning. Well, at least one employee has contracted the bacteria that causes typhoid fever. You mentioned we've already had the typhus. There's been a MRSA incident with, involving a couple of LAPD employees. And now we have a case, uh, at least the bacteria, that causes typhoid fever. And there may be a couple of other employees at this particular station. This is Central Division downtown. And Central Division is right in the middle of Skid Row. I'm sure both of you have been to that division before. It is right in the thick of it, right outside. There are large encampments. There tend to be piles of trash in that area. So we're talking about Central Division, one individual who has at least the bacteria and then a couple of others who have symptoms. These are stomach sorts of issues that they're being checked out. It's not exactly clear if they're also going to be found to have this bacteria leading to typhoid fever. I did talk to with the Police Protective League's Robert Harris, and he says all of this is just getting to be too much.
1: Look, our officers get shot at. They get shot. Uh, attacks on officers went up um last year uh, the last thing that our members need are to go to their their work environments their their divisions of assignment and have to worry about infectious diseases that they contract and then have to take back home
5: one thing to point out it's not clear nobody has said so far how or where these employees contracted this bacteria whether it was just in the course of their duty we don't know if they traveled abroad but the cdc says typhoid fever is extremely rare in the U.S. Almost nobody gets it here who hasn't been somewhere abroad. But uh, the thinking at least of the Police Protective League is that it has something to do with the conditions that these officers are exposed to at Central Division along Skid Row. And that's what they're trying to deal with. Yeah.
0: Can you kind of describe for people who have never been to Central uh, the area and the cesspool that it is?
5: We're talking about about a 50-block area of downtown L.A. Uh, Many of the the sidewalks, if you haven't seen it, it's difficult to describe. Entire sections of sidewalks are covered with tarps, tents, piles of trash that often spill into the road themselves. When you're driving on some of these streets in Skid Row... You really have to swerve around some of the debris that's left in those areas. And I've been to Central Division many times to to talk with officers, and a lot of the people who stay down there find themselves in Central Division reporting one thing or another. So, for example, if you're waiting in the lobby at Central Division, you will see a lot of people who stay down there uh, coming in, filing one report or another, or uh, saying things to police officers. So, it is sort of a revolving door. They're they're not at all insulated from what's right outside their door. And that really is the concern. And I talked a, a little bit more to uh, the Police Protective League's uh, Robert Harris about, well, he he really says it's it's enough. The downtown needs to be cleaned up. I'm
1: tired of seeing a band-aid approach where... You know, one incident occurs, so we do a little bit for that one. Let's start doing some serious proactive preventative steps to ensure that toxic work sites get cleaned up and sanitized.
0: Uh, part of the problem, too, is Central Division itself. I mean, this is a station that's been fined by the state for rodent right. infestations, um, failure to train employees about the disease. They've have they had six. Violations just this year. They had to pay like a $5,000 fine. the Other violations right. came from failing to clean dust, dirt, mold, fungus from the HVACs, um, extension cords instead of fixing wiring in the detectives' area. I mean, Central has been a pit for a very long time.
5: And then it gets to where does the finger point, uh, whether it's the LAPD itself or is it the conditions that they're forced to be right around. Uh, Yes, you talk about the conditions of the building itself, but uh, the feeling of some of the officers through the, the union representing them is that the whole experience that they have to deal with downtown in Skid Row is something that they don't feel that they should have to deal with. But they're constantly exposing themselves to the potential risk of diseases, outbreak, And this is one of the biggest red flags we've seen so far. Yeah, we we had the typhus case last year of a a woman who worked in the city attorney's office. But it gets pretty serious when you're talking about typhoid fever, which is potentially fatal. And again, next to never heard of in the U.S. and, And usually those cases involve travel. So we still need to find out if these employees had been somewhere abroad, that they may have been exposed to this. Or if they actually contracted it by just showing up to their work at Central Division downtown.
4: If, in fact, this does turn out to be officially typhoid fever, uh, the the old uh, fecal-oral route is the mm. blame, I believe, where you eat food uh, contaminated with oh someone else's. Hey,
0: Andrew, beacon. I think this is yeah. one of those stories that you don't have to do from the location of the story. Just to be safe. Yeah, you know,
5: I, I appreciate that. i I will take that and i'll go talk to chris yeah i'll
0: go talk to chris little about it to make sure he doesn't make Uh, you go down there
5: i'll I'll file from the newsroom
0: there you go
4: thank you andrew (laughs) you got it guys all right andrew mullen back there with the latest on this uh
0: could you imagine poor andrew being exposed to typhus Mm -mm. no gotta keep him away from that i mean chris and carlo (laughs) fine but andrew no
4: Gonna get an email. I know. When we come back, uh, yes, we'll talk a little bit later about Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge with Jason Nathanson, who is currently in another world. Uh, but we're going to talk about the uh, why it is it's so important. Disneyland and Disney properties could potentially bring in fourteen billion dollar more, fourteen billion more dollars because of the new Star Wars land at Disneyland.
0: You mean Star Wars land's gonna make money?
4: weird. No. Huh? Someone needs to steal yourself.
0: And Shannon, it is Thursday, which means we'll be talking tech coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. Who's your iPhone talking to while you're sleeping? Turns out it's doing quite a lot of information sharing. We'll talk about it.
4: Uh, we'll talk a little bit in Swamp Watch about what the president says. He's said a lot today. He had another one of those sort of uh, impromptu news conferences from the White House over to Marine One. He's uh, at the Air Force Academy today for the graduation ceremonies. And he said that the that Russia didn't help him at all when it comes to uh, meddling in the 2016 election. Although this morning he tweeted and then deleted, he tweeted a note that said, "I had nothing to do with Russia helping me to get elected." I, it, it's just it's easier if he just took a break, just give 72 hours no tweets. But do you realize people would lose their minds? Can you imagine the headlines on CNN if the president didn't tweet president's Um, twitter silence why why what happened to him has he has he lost consciousness is he well is it time for the 25th amendment
0: well star wars galaxy's edge they say could pump 14 billion dollars into the area's economy over the next 40 years so so here let me get this right go ahead people that wouldn't go to disneyland normally will be going just to see star wars land Aren't these some of the same people that are that would go to Disneyland anyway?
4: There is a high crossover rate, if that's what you're asking. Yes. Yes. But I do think that the the There's an amazing thing that Disney has been able to do. It's that the products that they put out lately do very, very well. Think of when California Adventure opened. It was a land that was different than Disneyland Resort, and California Adventure was done very well. And I know they've renovated it since then. There were issues that for some people with the the fact they had to walk around in a big circle and there was no sort of um internal shortcuts and those types of things. But they've done it well. And I think that Disney, knowing that they've that this franchise is as important as it is, Star Wars as is is as important culturally as it is, they were going to take the time to do it right. When we talk with Jason Nathanson coming up next hour, I think it'll be interesting to hear his reaction to what it is that you see because the Disneyland, when it opened in the 50s, yes, was neat. When it was renovated after uh, uh, Michael Eisner came along, it was not just neat, it was very well done. I mean, the landscaping, everything that they do every night to that park to make it perfect, the painting on it's perfect. Every single day, and I think that that is part of what makes this as an intri- uh, is part of what makes this as intriguing as it is. That they know fans know it's going to be done very well.
0: The CEO of Visit Anaheim says that the excitement is bringing other investments to the town as well. He says we get calls all the time from people wanting to capitalize on this tourism boom. More hotels are on the way.
4: And I wonder if you're gonna see outside of the regular Disneyland hotels, if you're gonna see other hotels try to cash in on the Star Wars theme. I they can't use the can't. can't use the trademarked names, of course, but you could be like, Yeah, super galactic. That would be sad, Planetary it?
0: Intergalactic. And then That'd would would, be it's, sad, like a like a generic like a generic, you know, cola or something.
6: Disneyland might try to build one. Disney World is in the process of building a Star Wars hotel right now.
4: Right. Which would be, I think that would be a blast.
0: Well, it's like the Legoland Hotel, which they take your house basically to stay there.
4: But it's Legoland Hotel. It's ridiculously <laughs> expensive. made out of Lego. But
0: it's very cool. I mean, tell me you wouldn't want to stay there if you were eight. Did you like Legos? Were you a Lego kid? Me? Yeah,
4: one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Do you still play with Legos?
4: Um, I don't. I was a purist. I know that there's a lot of things that I'm a purist about, and I was a Lego purist, so you didn't
0: mix and match.
4: Well, when when my son started getting into the Lego thing, there were a lot of bricks that were produced
0: that were not Legos; they were generic.
4: They took zero imagination. Um. And it was, no, no, they were still Legos, but they were super specific. I mean, for example, the Star Wars stuff that came out in conjunction with Legos, they would make bricks that looked so much like a, whatever, a piece of a TIE fighter or something like that. You lost the the imaginative exercise of, okay, I have a thousand bricks. How do I make something that looks like a TIE fighter? They almost made it. Too perfect. Some of the models too easy. Yeah. So that you didn't have to use your own imagination to come up with that great hexagonal wing thing. Yeah. So I don't know. There was just but I'm a I'm a Lego purist. So the ones that I still have, like the ones that That (laughs) that I owned Mm -hmm. that my that are at my parents' house still are very normal bland Legos.
0: When you go to your parents, do you play with your old Legos? It doesn't matter. I'm not judging. I just, I'm just just curious. Doesn't matter. Um, That's why uh, I think my brother is so stoked that he had boys because he can help them. He
4: had an excuse.
0: Build their things. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it, th- there is a huge bonding thing uh, when it comes to Legos. Oh, yeah. And, and the ability to just sit there on the floor. I can clearly hear the sound of pouring the Legos out onto the carpet and then kind of rifling your hand over the top of them to spread them out. Just that little plastic clink that would go on and you'd uh, you'd have to find the little red dot or the little two-piece, two-nub brick or whatever it was. Mm, good memories. You're going to make me cry.
0: Do you want to do another segment on Legos? No, or... oh, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Oh, you want to move on? Yeah. All right. This is going to make you mad. Or you. We were talking to Andrew Molenbeek about how typhus has worked its way into the LAPD. Sacramento is not worried about that, though. They're worried about hotel shampoo bottles. You stole my soap. First it was plastic straws. Now they're taking away our shampoo.
1: Who steals soap?
4: Huh. You thought I was emotional about Legos. Shannon's going to lose her mind about shampoo. I don't know. We're I
1: may
0: have already blown through all my emotions about oh,
4: this. I think we can get it started back up. Okay. <laughs> Gary and Shannon will continue in just a moment. <laughs>
0: You spell? Hold on, I got to check the pronunciation on this word. I think it's capillaire.
4: Capillaire. Mm-hmm. Can you use it in a sentence? Capillaire.
0: Yes. I, let me just double check that I'm saying it correctly. Capillaire. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, capillaire. Could, part of speech. It is a noun. Um, do you like capillaire on your ice cream?
4: Capillaire.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: C A P I L L A R E. Capillaire. Oh, you
0: got so close. What is it? Ding C A P I L L A I R E. Oh! Capillare is a syrup prepared from a delicate maiden hair fern. I thought it might go good on ice cream. Anyway, that was the winning word in the uh, in the 90 second Scripps National Spelling Bee. An eighth oh, grader from Tustin won.
4: Oh, congratulations!
0: Oh, wait, no, sorry. No. It's still going on. There's 27 people left. But
4: but the but eighth, eighth grader g- from, our Tustin kid from Tustin, Tustin is
0: still in it. Yeah.
4: That's, that's uh, bad news or sad news? It? Why is
0: send. the Associated Press going to send an alert if he didn't win? Like, it's still going on. There's still 27 people left. I don't know. Are we just following this one local kid?
4: We're getting down to it, I, I guess. guess. Uh, former Senator Thad Cochran uh, from Mississippi has died. He was 81. Final chief of staff said that Cochran died uh, today. Easily won most of his reelection campaigns, but he struggled in the uh, 2014 Republican primary. Before he won that Republican primary, I should say, over a Tea Party-backed state lawmaker who was getting financial support from a bunch of libertarian groups to criticize uh, Thad Cochran as a big spender. So the uh, former senator dead at the age of 81. Well, here we go. They're trying to steal everything from you. Steal so my soap? yeah they're stealing your soap.
0: So before we get to this, we have some internal, internal things going on. I might get in trouble for this.
4: Why are you smiling? That's a big smile you have on your face. So
0: remember yesterday when we went into the break room and we saw those items on, on the table.
4: Why are you saying items like they're unspeakable?
0: Well, they're, because... They're na- simple
4: things you can buy at any drugstore. Okay. Or the 99
0: cent store. There's a pregnancy test and a douche. <laughs> Twin pack. <laughs> so apparently, HR has gotten involved and there's this, this inquiry into where those things came from.
4: Really? Mm-hmm. Origins unknown, man. So what do you think it is?
0: I think it's probably from one of the FM stations doing well, something wacky.
4: But that's not very wacky. Well... I mean, all I, they did was put it on the table. Right. No, so no, no. I mean, it. I think
0: they had those items for some sort of bit, right? Mm-hmm. Some sort of on-air bit. And then, and then they, they said, just, let's
4: leave them in the break room. In case somebody needs them.
0: <laughs> those things are expensive. Uh, no, no, no. This was like a 99-cent store. Yeah, these store. were like pregnancy brand. Test. By the way, if you're going to do a pregnancy test... Go with the brand name. Yeah. Spend the extra bucks. It wasn't like EPT. No. Oh. It was off-brand. It was like EBT. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought you should know that HR is now involved. (laughs) And I don't know if we should take down our social media posts about it or what. Well, you didn't put it there. No, but our fingers are pointed towards us because we posted about it. Blake's been asked questions.
2: about it. There's just it. an inquiry. Hold on a second. This.
4: Seriously, someone yes. asked you questions?
0: Yes.
2: It's just you it's, can
4: nod. You don't have to. You don't have to answer verbally. It's just
2: we know, what we know about origins, which is nothing but speculation. Well, nobody asked me. I saw it before you guys did. Or did I? Yeah, but you were quiet and you didn't cause a
4: problem about it. Oh, so we're wait, but but since it was on our social media, it was a they problem. They think that, that we probably caused? did it. They just know that we. Saw it definitively. Okay, priorities here because there are still more pickles than sandwiches in that snack bar thing back there, and that's what they're worried about. HR hasn't gotten a complaint. This is about like that.
0: Sacramento, am I right? I mean, we've got more. <laughs> We've got more pickles and sandwiches, and they're worried about the pregnancy test, I'm like priorities. It's, like it's used, it's in the box. It's fine. That's true. So this is exactly what's happening And it Sacramento. wasn't like
4: somebody wrote a note that said, hey, Blake, you should use this. Hey, Nick, you need one of these. Nothing like that. It was just it was just laying on a table, like any number of or free if it's things. That, like, positive, are... guess who's. Right. I think what's worse is that half-eaten <laughs> bag of chips that was just left there.
2: When there was just crumbs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> who leaves crumbs? Who leaves, who leaves crumbs? crumbs? And
2: who doesn't cut the bag? Or the Cheez-Its that was in, like, the giant Ziploc? Like, yes. hey, you took this out of the pantry. You didn't want them anymore. I
0: think those were old Cheez-Its. I know.
2: That's why you ziplock yeah. them. Yeah. Who steals soap?
0: Who steals soap? You know steals who steals soap? California. State
4: Assemblyman Ash Cholera. Ash. That's what I said. Out of San Jose.
0: I'm just guessing that it's Ash.
4: I prefer Ash. Reminds me of a different...
0: Ash Kalra has come up with not just the idea of taking away plastic shampoo bottles, but taking that idea, putting pen to paper, and writing a freaking law. To ban plastic shampoo bottles in California.
4: It passed the assembly yesterday, 41 to 23.
0: Can we get get Osh on the phone and ask him if he knows about the LAPD contracting typhus?
4: Well, he wouldn't because he's from San Jose. And gosh, they don't have homeless people in San... Oh, wait a minute. Yes, they do. Everybody does.
0: So San Jose has zero problems is what I'm reading. Like all issues in San Jose have been resolved which is why this guy's going after shampoo bottles
4: yes this is the
0: thing that pissed me off even more when this thing passed the assembly yesterday not one person stood up and said what the hell are we doing in california we're going after plastic bags and straws and shampoo bottles now we're taking away people's soap how are people going to clean their hair (laughs) ab
4: that's a great question you would have uh, done very well in the rebuttal portion of the AB 1162 would take effect in 2023.
0: Not one person stood up.
4: For a hotel with more than 50 rooms. And then in 2024, for all other hotels and rental homes. Now, a hotel would still be able to provide you a small bottle of shampoo or other personal care products upon request. You stole my Because you're dirty. Now, clearly the trade group, because there is one for everything... The trade group that represents uh, the manufacturers and distributors of these little shampoos and conditioners and soaps and body washes and bl- lotions, the Personal Care Products Council says this is going to hurt business, uh, of course, that sells to hotels. Here's an issue that I have with lawmakers in Sacramento in general. That's a fine idea. I have zero problem with you telling hotels or suggesting to hotels, hey, Let's cut back on the number of little tiny plastic bottles that get thrown out every year because we're starting to see too much plastic in our in our uh, in our world. I get it, and I totally agree with you. But the idea that you're going to pass a law to do this is where I it just gets frustrating, and it gets it's mind boggling that there's not anything else. For Osh cholera to be doing in Sacramento. Oh, I'm so
0: glad you brought that up. Oh, yes. You know what the other bill that he's authored this legislative session?
4: Uh, To get rid of those little reflectors on kids' bicycle pedals?
0: No, it's the Replacing Animals in Science Education Act. And under his proposed law, all California schools would replace animal dissection activities with humane teaching methods.
4: Like what?
0: Like not dissecting like and not dissecting dead frogs,
4: or a cat. My daughter, my daughter went through a cat, like a like German through. And
0: German, you know what? She wants to be German a do- she wants Georgia. to be a doctor. Yeah. because of it. Yeah, that cat was good for her.
4: Maybe she did it on a computer then. Maybe
0: if she didn't dissect that cat, she wouldn't become a doctor. I don't. Think Who steals salt? Who steals a cat? Dead cat at that. That's pretty morbid that they're doing cats now.
4: It's not state law,
0: oh, but wait. it
4: is moving towards state I've law. I've
0: got a reason why <laughs> Osh has done this, mm-hmm. why he's going after the cats, and why he's going after the shampoo.
4: Why? Because he's nothing else to do.
0: Well, in 2011, he got a DUI.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see the connection.
0: Well, maybe he's had a couple pops, and decides that's when he's going to go after a uh, shampoo.
4: Oh, so you're saying this came out of a drunken stupor? Yes. Oh. Because that's
0: the oh, only thing I can imagine making sense.
4: So he's also living with a cat, and when he gets drunk, he starts talking to his cat and believes that the cat is talking to him, convincing him to save the cat's brethren.
0: And shampoo.
4: And shampoo. <clears throat> I don't
0: maybe know what he we're just, doing here. Maybe he just wanted
6: to put the cat next to a little...
0: Guys, I don't don't like that you're making light of this because they really are legitimately going after shampoo. They (laughs) voted to pass this thing through. Nobody stood up and said, what the hell are we doing up here?
4: I'm hoping it's because they had other things to do.
0: Oh, like it wasn't a full session, like people uh,
2: were truant? One Republican did say that he likes them because he collects them. Is that standing up for it? Right. No.
4: No, that's... That's probably the worst reason, though, no. to vote against this bill. The best reason would be the what the hell are we doing with our time? We should all be ashamed of ourselves. Can we, we tackle the real
0: office. problems that are hitting California? Because people in San Francisco are under a pile of feces, and down here we're battling typhus. So can we focus on the real problems of the state mm. and not be freaking ninnies?
4: I did find one song about shampoo. Um, this was from Adam Sandler. I don't know if you've.
3: You see that shampoo bottle now?
4: That's all I could play. Gary and Channel will continue in just a moment. Oh, 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 oh.
0: Shannon, coming up in about a half an hour, we dive into all things Washington in Swamp Watch. The president denying, instructing the Navy to cover up the USS John McCain.
4: Yeah, but the Wall Street Journal has some emails from the White House military office directing uh, members of the Navy and the Air Force on the ground in Japan to make sure that the president doesn't see the words John McCain. (sighs)
0: coming up after monica's news at the top of the hour we will talk trending we'll get you caught up with all the stories that are trending so abc news was able to obtain these police interrogation tapes i don't remember this trial do you just vaguely yes this was the case of two theater people uh a disney princess in fact and her fiancé that murdered a couple people for money for their wedding. And ABC News has found these tapes of her interrogation, the Disney princess, where she insists that she knew nothing about the murders.
4: Well, if nothing else, her boyfriend, fiancé at the time, uh, took the rap for this whole thing and said that she might not have had anything to do with it. This was November of 2018 that Rachel Buffet was sentenced to 32 months in prison for lying to investigators to cover up her former boyfriend's murders in Costa Mesa. Do
0: you think it's Buffet or Buffett? I don't know.
4: She seems nice.
0: She says in the tapes, the truth is I do not know. I was not involved, and that truth doesn't change. I'm innocent. She says it was like the person I loved never really existed, and it was somebody pretending to be somebody they weren't, talking about her fiancé who carried out the murders. She and the husband both worked in community theater in Ah, Costa Mesa.
4: See, that's a key. Why? Community theater. You
0: worked in community theater. When? I think maybe I just think you should work in community theater. You know
5: where
4: I, you know, the only place I've ever done community theater? Theater? (laughs) Paradise. Oh. Yes. And that place almost burned down. So, granted, I mean, it was... 20 years later, but it almost burned down.
0: What uh, What production were you involved in?
4: It was called Norman, Is That You?
0: Were you Norman?
4: I was not. No. Yes, I was. I was Norman.
0: You were the star of Norman. Well, I wasn't you? really the
4: star. It was just, the, I just had the name. the The gay lover was probably the star. It's a different story. It's a whole different. I'll get into that someday. In this case... Uh, Daniel Wozniak was accused of killing, a murder, a 26-year-old Afghan war vet, Samuel Herr, and 23-year-old Julie Kibushi just a week before he was supposed to get married. Because what he was going to do was, I guess Samuel Herr had said that he was going to help Daniel pay for the wedding. Wait,
0: you were serious about that gay lover thing? I thought that was a joke. No. I thought you were kidding. No.
4: His name is Garson. Garson.
0: Here's the overview of Norman Is That You. Ben Chambers arrives in Los Angeles to seek consolation from his son, Norman. Ben's upset and confused because his wife has abandoned the family dry cleaning business in Tucson and ran away to Mexico with her brother-in-law. Ben, while in Los Angeles, learns that his son is gay after he finds the lover in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. While dealing with the abandonment of his wife, Ben tries to understand his son's gayness. After an altercation with Norman, the gay son, due to dad hiring a prostitute for the gay son, dad finally forms a bond with the gay lover.
4: Garson, yes.
0: So you were the gay son.
4: I was the uh, the butch version, and Garson was the much more flamboyant version. Very, uh, very stereotypical roles. From a play that I think was written in the seventies.
0: Seventy-six. Here's the tagline for Norman Is That You. There's a sexual revolution going on, and all the leaders are in my family.
4: The mom, by the way, eventually show not spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> the mom eventually shows up and she delivers the key line and the whole thing. What is that? Because Garson comes to the door yeah. and he's dressed in like flowing robes and like you know, super short uh what yeah. was the, What's the a velvet robe or whatever it is? Yeah. No, silk. That's what it is. A very short silk robe. And he's super flamboyant. And he answers the door and there's this woman and he says something along the lines. Oh, you're beautiful. And she screams,
3: Norman, is that you?
4: I just remember that. Yeah, that was perfect.
0: So did you uh, have to do gay acting? No. Okay.
4: Like I said, I was the one that was... Dad didn't know I was gay. No, I
0: mean, did you have to have um, on stage touching? No,
4: because this, again, this was 1976. They didn't. I mean, the play was written, and it didn't yeah. even call for that.
0: Oh, okay. So you didn't ad lib. It was
4: never even in the 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 opening scene is him Garson in the bed, and the knock on the door when Dad comes to the house, and I come running out in my boxers, but I wasn't in bed. I was in the bathroom.
0: Did that feel crazy that you were in your underwear in front of a whole studio audience? Okay,
4: again, I don't know if you know community theater and whole studio audience. <laughs> there were at most 30 people in the audience at any given moment.
0: Norman? Is that is you? That you? Man, Jason Nathanson is lucky. He's at Disneyland today.
4: What's funny is I heard he's got to scoot out of there at a certain time, though. He's been uh, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. One of the few, very, very few people who have been in there, outside of Steven Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger and J.J. Abrams and all
0: the other reporters. J- or no?
4: Uh, there are a few. I don't know how many though.
0: Well, there's not that much interest. Nationally, right, yeah. It's mostly and, TV. He's and, one of the only radio guys.
4: Yeah. And he's he's pretty enough. He could be on
5: TV.
0: Easy. Just because you guys had hot tub time doesn't mean we need to go overboard.
5: I was in the Pinch hot tub. Pinch my nipples and look into my eyes. First.
0: <laughs> you were in the hot tub first. What else
4: is going on there, Blake?
0: Time for is that you, What's Norman? Happening. What's <laughs> Happening. <laughs> Oh, good time. We'll
4: talk more about this coming up in Swamp Watch, but the president today denied that he had anything to do with the reported request to move the USS John McCain destroyer out of sight during his recent visit to Japan. He did say whoever made the request was probably pretty well-meaning.
0: He says, I don't know what happened. I wasn't involved. I would not have done that. What's worse, him ordering it out of the way Or one of his staff worrying about what his reaction would be if he saw the USS John McCain. And this is
4: this is what I think is shameful about it. The request apparently came from the White House military office. Military members who would defer to somebody whose eyes might get hurt because they got to see the name John McCain on a warship.
0: Well, that man who set himself on fire near the White House has died. Not a shocker there, if you saw the video. Arnav Gupta of Bethesda, Maryland. He's seen as a fireball on that grass there at the uh, Ellipse, a tourist-filled 52-acre public park just north of the Washington Monument.
4: The... uh when I saw the video a second time yesterday, it looked as if he was still fully mobile as he's walking around, and we had somebody actually comment on our Facebook page about they were involved in a fire stunt at Universal at some point where you you know, you wear the suit, the fire retardant suit, and you walk into the wind so that it keeps the flames behind you and out of your airway and out of your your face and everything. Mm-hmm. Which looked exactly like what he was doing. So I thought originally that this was a stunt that he was wearing a fireproof or fire-resistant outfit while he did it.
0: Not a stunt. Not a stunt at all. Yeah. They said drugs might have been a situation here. Well, if you didn't see the Cubs-Astros game or the video of Albert Almora Jr. collapsing in upsetment after he hits a foul ball in the fourth inning straight into a little girl in the stands.
3: Here comes the
2: 2-2. Inside a pulled foul. Really whipped it past the Cubs dugout into the seats. And now they're asking for some medical assistance down the line for one of the fans. Now he just loses okay it over there. You know, yeah.
0: he's got his head in his hands. He's got his hands on his knees. He he goes over there. He's h- hugging ushers like it, he can tell he came completely undone from this
4: um he at one point was asked if he if he wanted to stay in the game and he said he kind of felt like he had to his
7: team did a great job and they 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 asked me if i wanted to keep playing um i thought it was the right thing to do to stay and i think it would have been worse for me if i would have gone out of the game mentally on official reports of how she's doing kept me going
0: now they said that she was seen crying but was conscious and alert there was somebody else hit by a ball yesterday, and it happened at Dodger Stadium. It was Alex Verdugo who hit a ball into the stands. He, too, was quite affected by it as well. He had to take uh, take some time there as he bent over. Um, but in this case, it was a man. And the Sportsnet New York footage shows this guy that got hit dabbing a red spot on his head with a napkin just still sitting in his seat as he talked to people around him. And one of the announcers said, you can see the welt on that gentleman's head. He's toughing it out. Uh,
4: There are a couple of movie trailers dropped today that uh, makes it feel like it's somewhere deep in the mid-80s. Sylvester Stallone's latest movie, Rambo Last Blood, comes out. I've lived in a world of death says his stallone's rambo
0: was 36 when the first film premiered he'll be 73 (laughs) when this one hits the theaters uh
4: when nick watched it he said it looked a little bit like uh, home alone and then the uh the netflix series dark crystal age of resistance is coming out and by the way still the same creepy puppets from the first one so Mm. and then leon redbone died
0: He's the one who sang the theme song for Mr. Belvedere.
4: Why, it's funny that you should mention that, because I got it right here.
3: Streaks on the china, never met it before. Who cares when you drop cake to jacket? As you came through the door. Belvedere.
4: Anyway, he also did um, the closing credits version of Baby, It's Cold Outside from the movie Elf with Zoe Deschanel. I really can't I Oh,
6: that's good. Outside.
4: And then if you remember, speaking of the mid-80s, Budweiser commercials.
0: For you.
3: For oh, wow. Back when beer
4: commercials were classy, lady, I'm telling you, they were classy.
0: Who are you calling a lady?
4: I was looking at Monica, sorry. Can't
0: say lady anymore. It's 2019.
4: Dark. Nice tomatoes.
0: Nice tomatoes. <laughs> nice tomatoes. I had
4: tomatoes in my lunch. I was talking you about... You
0: are grounded. Coming up next, we will go live to Star Wars. You can compliment on Jason's tomatoes. We're going to go
4: live to Batu. I think, is where we're going. <laughs>
0: All right. Batuu.
4: Yes. The land of the dark spot. Er, is, is that
0: course. where Captain Kirk lives? No, stop.
3: I don't think it's funny anymore. Set me free from my I want to exercise my mind.
4: President has vowed some dramatic action at the border. The Department of Homeland Security is planning to try to break up smuggling networks. We'll talk about that a bit more at the bottom of the hour when we get into Swamp Watch. Also next hour, Mark is gonna join us. Walk me through whether or not I should get a different phone. Uh strange science is coming along as well because we're gonna talk about some cool space stuff, but speaking of space.
0: Are you it's excited? Be, I am excited, but when I'm not going anytime soon. Yeah, when do you think I'm you're going to go? Like, crazy. give it a year or so. I
4: have no idea.
0: Jason Nathanson visited Batu and joins us now. Jason.
4: Jason, got a sneak preview of uh, Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. Your uh, your first opinions. What do you think? Oh, I guess I got to hit that button. How come when I hit Are the button, it was Are you new here? I guess I am. I okay. thought somebody else was. Jason, that's my fault. Uh, I don't understand oh, the new technology. So
1: I had so much good stuff I was saying before I was even on. Oh, no. all right, <laughs> now it's all gone. Well, Rewind, re- reread
4: your poetry then. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I've spent a couple days there now over the past week, and it's just—I mean, for I'm a casual Star Wars fan, and I think it's pretty darn cool. I can only imagine if you're a super Star Wars fan, there's so much for you to see and do, so many details. I mean, just this morning, I was th- when I was there they took us around and showed us all the different things on Tuesday. And then we we're looking at a bunch of different things today. And I found a whole new store today that I didn't even know existed where you could go buy the lightsabers. There's the cool experience where you go pay $200. You get to make your own lightsaber and customize and do all your, all, all the stuff, but you have to get an appointment for that. So if you don't get an appointment for that, you can still buy the lightsaber. They'll still sell you the stuff and you can go and get that. And so I found that store today just by walking by this thing. And all of a sudden these doors, Slid open that I had no idea were there, and just walked inside. And they had all these robes and lightsabers, and I mean, it, you just keep discovering stuff that you didn't know was there. Did
0: you put the robes on?
1: I did put the robes on. Oh, you haven't you seen see the a picture? picture of that? Yeah, no. I was say, I that yes, picture. I put I put the Jedi robes on, which I think is very flattering um, for my five six frame. <laughs> you know what to say? It I look like a monk with the bald head. You do look, look like, like a monk. monk. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah.
1: But, you know, and and I'm holding I'm holding my mic, my, you know, my microphone, which is my lightsaber. That's in my profession. You You look
0: a little bit like um, a Game of Thrones character.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, we know what happened to those Game of Thrones characters, uh, the ones that look like that. No, we don't know that. She
4: doesn't know that yet. She doesn't know that yet. She knows. knows. There's one other one that looks like that that has a fate something uh i did see one of the pictures that you posted of uh, millennium falcon now uh yeah. the areas that that we see um that we've seen the pictures of so far are any of them off limits i mean can you go right up underneath the millennium falcon there like that or is that going to be roped off from people?
1: you can go you can go very close you can't go right up underneath it there's a little barrier there so you can get your picture in front of it you can look at it and you're you're very close to it but you can't Walk up the the you know the plank up to inside it or anything like that.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the ride in terms of there's only going to be one ride that's available tomorrow, right?
1: Yes, that is the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run uh, motion simulator. So if you've been on Star Tours, it's kind of like that. It's a motion simulator. You get in. There's six people at a time, and uh, the two people up front they get to be the pilots and fly the actual Millennium Falcon. And the other four people in the back just get to twiddle their thumbs and watch the other people fly. That's a Uh, no, no. You, no, everybody gets to do something. Okay. There's (laughs) there's there's buttons to push, and so the two up front get to be Han Solo and Chewbacca flying the thing. And however you pilot it, uh, things you can do make it go, make your mission go, you know, better or worse. And at the end, you either end up owing money for damage that you uh, did to the ship, or you get money. And that's all transferred into your app. If you're following on, if you have if you download the app, and you can kind of interact with the rest of the Star Wars land based on how you do on different things.
0: What's the buzz around Anaheim today? Can you tell? There's heightened excitement.
1: Oh yeah, everybody's really excited about this. Uh, I saw people checking into some of the hotels, and they just you know couldn't wait. Everybody has their times. Everybody has their stuff reserved. All the staff here—they got to do over the past two weeks they got to go on preview days and do all the stuff themselves, buy everything. I, and everybody is really really stoked here and I'm sure a lot of people have come in just for this. I mean, just to get a hotel room at the Grand Californian, which is, you know, one of the nicest hotels here, last night was 800 bucks, mm. I think. And, and that was, it, it, you know, the thing's not even open yet. Wow. So I, I have to imagine that, you know, the hotel rooms are booked and prices are through the roof.
4: This, this next three weeks, we're talking about opening tomorrow through June 23rd or whatever it is. It's, it's considered a soft opening. There's the time limits. You can only be in there for four hours at a time. Is that because they still have to work out the details of how this thing is going to perform under pressure of a full regular opening?
1: Yeah, I think so. There, there's a little bit to that because they've done, like I said, they've done the stuff for the, uh, the cast members and the, their family and friends who got to bring people. They've done stuff for the media, but I, they haven't put it through its full paces yet. So over the next three weeks, they'll see how, how it works with crowds. And, you know, four hours is I think that's a good enough time to go through it. But it depends on how long the line is for Millennium Falcon, because that's going to be the thing that people all run to. That's going to be the first thing people want to do. And there's going to be a crush on that. It's its going to take a long time to get through that. So, you know, over the next couple of weeks, they'll see what they can do to alleviate some of those lines. But I can't imagine they're going to there's not a whole lot they can do because people are going to want to go to this. So then after those three weeks, after June 23rd, when it's open to everybody and you can just, everybody can just go in, uh, it's going to be very, very busy. It's going to be a very popular place in the park.
4: Uh, Food is going to be something, right? I mean, the food is going to be pretty high profile.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of food and a lot, you know, all of it's based on Star Wars stuff. So, of course, there's the blue milk, which everybody's so excited for. That is from the the first episode, uh, the first movie, where Luke Skywalker drinks blue milk. And that's been part of Star Wars lore for years now. So they, they created this stuff. And it is vegan. It's coconut milk and rice milk mixed with some tropical fruits. And it's very icy. It's very thick. Uh, it is very, it's it's an acquired taste. It's a very interesting type of beverage. <laughs> and that's going to be $8 for one of those. There's alcohol. So you can drink for the first time in Disneyland, Shannon. I know you're going to be excited for that.
0: I don't know uh, why I would care about that. Oh, yeah, that would be
4: the first time she's ever been able <laughs> yeah. to take alcohol. In Come
0: on now. That's what those shampoo <laughs> bottles
1: are for. Uh, good point. Uh, I do not endorse that as a company, as a, an employee very of ABC, owned smart. by Disney. Uh, but you can... But, you know, and that'll cost you. That's, uh, I think, from what I understand, it, you can do a beer flight where you get four beers and you get to keep the glasses. That'll run you 75 bucks. Uh, and they have other That's like Dodger drink. Stadium. Yeah, you know, it's it's pricey. And you can only drink the alcohol, from what I understand, inside Star Wars Land. You can't take it into the rest of the park. Uh, but you can drink. So that's a good way you're waiting in line, I guess, you know.
0: I wonder how much of a fight that was because Disneyland has been a, a dry place. For dry campus. So long, yeah. yeah.
1: they You know, they broke it with California Adventure where they do serve yeah. alcohol there, which is technically a separate park. You have to have the, either a park hopper ticket or, you, you know, you go there separately. Um, but, yeah, this is the first time, I guess, except for Club 33, which, you know, there are few of us. I, I've never been there. That's a very prestigious place to get into you can't have alcohol there but that's also considered kind of separate from the main park.
4: private club
0: all right maybe alex stone will take you one day (laughs) you know i can only dream a girl can dream (laughs) thanks jason
4: bye jason nathanson there with the latest from disneyland resort again galaxy's edge opens tomorrow and uh over the weekend i will be excited to uh scrounge through some youtube videos and live vicariously through people who are already in there All right. right,
0: Coming up, we'll talk Swamp Watch. The president's feud with John McCain just got new fire added to it. We'll tell (laughs) you why. Also, Joe Biden and Trump will be in Iowa on the same day.
4: Gary and Shannon will continue in just a moment. You know you can't.
3: There's no such thing as a broken heart. You gotta love. Gary like, there's Shannon. no such thing as a
2: broken
4: heart. At one o'clock, Serena Marshall's gonna join us. We're gonna talk more about this uh, kerfuffle, if you wanna call it that, over what happened with the USS John McCain. God,
0: I love a kerfuffle.
4: While the uh, president was in Japan, we have some new details on that. That's how we're gonna start Swamp Watch also.
3: Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together.
4: Swamp watch. I think it's getting clearer and clearer that uh, somebody in the White House military office is going to have to answer for this. There was an email that was confirmed by the uh, Wall Street Journal that went from the. White House military office, which handles a lot of travel plans for the president, food services, etc., especially when he's overseas, that went out to the U.S. Navy and the Air Force suggesting that somebody move... The Arleigh Burke class destroyer, the USS John S. McCain, named after not only the senator, but his father and his father.
0: It seems like a preemptive PR controlled situation where somebody thought it would be bad if the president caught sight of the USS John McCain and would maybe say something off the cuff publicly that would not. Look good for him especially, in the administration,
4: especially not on Memorial Day weekend.
0: Right, granted. I, you know what? I forgot, yeah, about that. Now,
4: granted, he would have been out of the country, which uh, didn't, you know, was neither here nor there. But if he was visiting American troops, which he did, uh, it would have been, it would have been very, mm, it would have been a horrible PR time for the White House, and they've already had their share of horrible PR times now. The Wall Street Journal, I said, first reported the discussions about it. The president spoke to troops uh, at a Memorial Day event aboard the USS Wasp in Yokosuka. Now, there was, you've seen the pictures, there was a tarp placed over the aft of the ship. And the aft of that ship is where the name USS John S. McCain is painted. The Navy is now pushing back, saying... That that tarp was on the ship, but it was on the ship on Friday, May 24th. They're doing some repairs to the ship, which is why it couldn't physically be moved. Um, and they're saying that the the ship, the tarp was gone before the commanding officer of the ship was uh, had arrived back on board on Saturday. There was also, a, I guess, a uh, a painting barge uh, that was moved around the outside of the ship and had been had been parked near the aft of the ship so that it would block the view. As well as the TARP. Now, the Navy, again, the Navy saying by the time the president would have seen this, the TARP was long gone. The name was perfectly visible no matter what. The president said today as he got out of the helicopter, I'm sorry, he got out of the White House to board the helicopter, this was not his idea. He had no idea what was going on. Uh, Let me clear this up a little bit. Starting over, and there you go.
3: John McCain, I wasn't a fan, but I would never do a thing like that. I don't know what happened. I wasn't involved. I would not have done that. Somebody did it because they thought I didn't like him, okay? And they were well-meaning, I will say. I didn't know anything about it. I would never have done that.
4: Patrick Shanahan, the acting defense secretary.
1: I've asked my chief of staff to look into the matter. It's 3 a.m. in the morning, or, or, or thereabouts. And as soon as I find out more about this, I'll, I'll let you know. I would never dishonor the memory of a great American patriot like Senator McCain. I also think it's important, I'd never disrespect the young men and women
4: that crew that ship. Now, that, I think, is the most important part of it. I don't think that the president ordered this. I don't think he would have any clue that the USS John McCain was in port in Japan, that was undergoing repairs, that he would even recognize it if he saw it outside of the name on the back of the ship. But I do believe that somebody in the White House military office is going to have to answer for that. That's a silly, stupid request for them to make to cover up the name or move the ship if, in fact, that's what happened. I
0: want it all to go away. I think that it's ridiculous that this has gotten to be uh, this big of a deal, and it's kind of embarrassing. It is. Either way, if he ordered it to be covered up or if somebody thought it was going to be a thing that triggered the president, (laughs) uh, I think it's just embarrassing any way you look at it. Well, the president is making things a little uh, less clear on Twitter when it comes to Russia's involvement in the 2016 election. He tweeted early today, I had nothing to do with Russia helping me to get elected. Wait a minute. I had, I had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with Russia, Russia helping, helping me, me to get, get elected.
4: And then he he deleted that tweet a few minutes later, realizing – I don't know how – by the way, I don't know, first of all, who it is that – well, clearly nobody pre-reads these things before he hits send or he hits tweet on these tweets. Nobody but him. Who is it that sees that and then is able to tell him, hey – um, that sounds a little weird. You might want to pull that one back. Does anybody have the ability to do that? Or did he go back and read it and realize it sounded not so?
0: Maybe somebody came in and said, sir, that makes it look like you thought and you knew that the Russians were helping you. And do they <laughs> do they walk
4: into the office and they go like this? Hey, um, I really liked that tweet that you sent, But and I mean, I know you didn't mean it this way, but there's a chance that somebody might take it to mean that you realize that the Russians helped you get elected and we've been fighting for two and a half years against that theory. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But then he, of course, went, like I said, in the same news conference that he took between the White House and Marine One.
3: You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. Russia didn't help me at all.
4: (laughs) It's just, listen, it's another one of those silly... I don't know what slip-ups that he makes. I don't know how to describe it.
0: Well, Mark, June 11th on your calendar, because it's going to be a banner day in Iowa. Joe Biden and Donald Trump will both be in Iowa on the same day. Oh,
4: and we'll get into that Nancy Pelosi video as well. Oh, Lord. On Facebook. Now she's convinced that the... well
0: That Facebook was in cahoots with the Russians?
4: Because of her dumb video? Gary and Channel will continue Swamp Watch in just a moment.
0: Shannon. I just don't want us to look like the Bobsey Twins.
4: Well, the times that we've been on, I don't think we've done... I think we've gone...
0: We matched the first time. Did you like well, my... Well, I
4: have a blazer this time, I and mean, I'm wearing a darker, like a charcoal gray...
0: Did you like my refer- My timely reference to the Bobsey Twins?
4: Yes. Way to go, <laughs> Handel. You did a great job. <laughs> Uh, We're in the middle of Swamp Watch talking about what's going on in Washington, D.C. One big story today is that uh, the president has been talking about a big league statement coming up about the border. He says it's going to be very dramatic. If you remember, it wasn't too long ago that he said that he was going to shut down the southern border, at least for a time. This was a couple of months ago he made this threat. He eventually backed off on that, but was saying that Mexico is doing nothing to stop the flow of illegal immigrants and a trio of Central American countries that also do nothing. Uh, In terms of what he is planning now, we don't know much other than his statement from this morning outside the White House. He says this is a big league statement, but we're going to do something very dramatic on the border because people are coming into our country. The Democrats will not give us laws. They will not change laws. They will not meet. They will not do anything. Um, just describing it as being very dramatic, but we don't know exactly what that is. So anyway, that's coming, whatever it is.
0: Nancy Pelosi says that the fact that Facebook will not take down a video of her slurring her words or the, the Facebook video that has her speech cut up to make it sound like she is incoherent uh, she says that's proof that Facebook knew the Russians were infiltrating Facebook during the campaign of 2016. Not that they were uh, a victim in the whole thing, but that they knew the Russians were utilizing their platform to sway the election.
4: Now, I don't know what it is specifically about this Nancy Pelosi video that has pissed so many people off, other than the fact that it's Nancy Pelosi as the subject. We've made fun of Nancy Pelosi um, I, and, the, and the the tactic that was used specifically in that video where it's slowed down so it sounds like she's slurring her words like she's hammered or on pills or something like that uh, is not a new tactic. So why is it specifically that this video is, is garnering the attention that it is? And I, I don't know the other than the fact that Nancy Pelosi is the subject of it. But Facebook is now dealing with the very, or has been, I guess, dealing with the very real question of just because you don't like something, and in this case, just because Nancy Pelosi doesn't like something, should that be grounds to remove it from the platform?
0: No, I mean, Facebook doesn't really have a policy for what it deems to be untrue and then deletes. I mean, if Facebook had a policy where it got rid of everything that wasn't true... There wouldn't be a lot on Facebook. Well, they say they
4: do have a policy. It prohibits the use of misleading and inaccurate information to get likes, followers, or shares. Although it didn't apply that in this in this case of this video. Because even though it had been shared uh, or viewed, I should say, 3 million times, it was shared more than 48,000 times, it was removed from YouTube. Listen, you could find some disturbing S on YouTube. Why they would choose this video specifically I mean, if they're trying to fight back against this uh, image that's that's out there that these high-tech companies go out of their way to protect Democrats and Democratic candidates, this is exactly what people are talking about. You would take this off because it's just – it makes her look bad? Yeah. That's uh, that's a well, horrible uh, – it's a horrible situation to get themselves into. I can't, have... can't wait for that day in June, man
0: oh trump and trump and biden in iowa because i'm trying to think of all the different places to go in iowa
4: oh there are not many and i've
0: got des moines on that list
4: Uh, iowa city
0: iowa city so maybe they'll maybe one will be in iowa city dubuque look at your iowa knowledge was this where your heart was broken
4: no oh it's where i left her in a heap
0: my heart wasn't broken. It was not. Mm-mm. Okay. I've got something to cheer you up. it look like my heart was broken? I've got something to cheer you up. Please. How about a night of magic? Oh, that's a good Does idea. Does that sound good? Join the entire KFI cast. We're talking Handel, John and Ken, Tim Conway Jr., for a magical evening at a secret, undisclosed mansion in the Hollywood Hills, famous for magic. Now, there's a lot that's going to go into this evening. Your charitable donation includes, here we go, ready? A gourmet dinner, cocktails, free valet parking, a live Tim Conway Jr. broadcast, and tons of magic from some of the most well-known magicians in the country. This is a huge deal. It's the most special thing we've done here at KFI. We've got the whole castle uh, I guess I should say mansion, just for us. Single tickets available for three hundred and fifty bucks. Couples six forty, and group tic- ticket discounts are also available. The event is extremely limited.
4: That's the that's the limited harp.
0: Oh, it yeah. sounds like the magic harp.
4: Is this your is this your is this your card?
0: How did you know that was my card? Three of diamonds. That is insane. This is going to sell out. It benefits the American Red Cross Initiative to get prepared, California. Gary might be in address. We don't know, but the last time I saw Gary in address, it was for Tim Conway Jr.'s birthday. And this is going to be around Tim Conway Jr.'s birthday. So I'm putting two and two together and letting you know. Well, that-
4: let me just say your math sucks. For information on the event, log on to KFIAM640.com and use the keyword Red Cross. Because I bet if you were to ask Conway, hey, buddy, uh, you want a magical birthday? Do you remember that time that I put on that dress and uh, danced around you? You want that again? How fast do you think he would say no to that?
0: Um, pretty quickly. He looked like a changed man that well, night. We he had lo- a-
4: We had a conversation on stage, off mic, but on stage.
0: What size are you, like an eight?
4: What size what?
0: Dress. I don't know.
4: Oh. I'm flattered that you think I'm an eight. I don't know what that, is that a good thing? Oh, I
0: think he's like a six, eight. Yeah. I mean, depending on the, the brand. That's good. You could do a six. I uh I would be form fitting now can I ask
4: Blake ghost. I'm just gonna ask Blake and Nick just for a second so so Monica and Shannon turn your headphones off So, your mouth okay. ready yeah. just imagine you guys imagine what would happen if I turned to Shannon and Monica and asked what their dress size was
2: Did yeah you- see no no
4: you weren't supposed to hear that stop you can't you can't respond to that it's I'm talking 2019 to Blake
0: and- your time's up
2: but that's it exactly
0: f- my point. Yeah.
2: Very similar to when we had a, a female guest in here and I tried to give her a T-shirt and I said, hey, what size are you? Oh, my God, Blake. And <laughs> then you said, Blake, the better way to say that is, what size would you prefer? Yes. And I was like, oh, that yeah. makes sense.
3: Gary?
4: Oh, man, it was cold in here for a while. But you helped me and I learned and I grew.
3: Gary, <laughs> was-
6: what size would you prefer?
4: Oh, boy. When we come back. We'll try to get to the bottom of this thing, and then we'll bury this this um, USS John McCain story. Bury it. Bury it. Because mm. the Navy says it never happened, nothing to worry about, a bunch of a hoopoo.
0: Also, we've got Tech Talk coming up. What's okay. your iPhone doing while you sleep? The answer is a lot. And all these odd science stories, like emotional robots. Now we're making our robots have feelings.
3: Said, oh, come on, love will be just fine. Nine
4: nine. gary and shannon
0: oh my god it's a house of secrets
4: uh at the uh, bottom of the hour we have a couple of stories to get to uh the world's smallest baby has gone home from the hospital we'll talk about it in a uh, scientific, not to tug at your heartstrings, although it's a pretty emotional story, it's more of the scientific nature of the fact that this baby girl weighed about as much as an apple when she was delivered and is finally able to, uh, big enough to go home. Um, But that's in a whole stack of odd science stories that we're going to get to. The story that started the show today, we're going to try to get all of the details out so that we can wrap this thing up and put it away because it almost sounds like... More we learn about it, the the less important it might be.
0: Yeah, Serena Marshall is covering this big brouhaha over the USS John McCain and how and why it was covered up from the president on his recent visit to Japan. Serena, how you doing? Hi, how's it going, guys?
4: Good. What's going on with this? First of all, where did the Uh, request come from to maybe cover up the USS or move the USS John McCain?
7: Well, a U.S. official said that there was an initial discussion about veiling the ship's name and that they did place a tarp over it on Friday, but by the next day, it was removed. And it came from a a White House official within the military office that they didn't want to for lack of a better term, upset the president by having the USS John McCain right there in his line sight when he's speaking to sailors while uh, visiting the port in Japan. And now they tell us that this was a low-level request that should never have happened, and the, the acting defense secretary, Shanahan, has said that request never came through him, and he has now instructed his chief of staff to investigate. But it is still rather uh, interesting that somebody who knows the president's thinking, who is high enough that the initial request was at least pushed through before base commanders overruled it uh, had that power to kind of make that request and see it at least beginning to be implemented
4: and, and to clarify like you said <laughs> when the president was there the name was not covered the pictures that we've seen were apparently taken on friday
7: yeah before the president's visit which was monday
4: and that was because the the explanation for the tarp is that there's it's being refurbished or repainted or something
7: that's not – that's why they have the TARP, but that's not what we were told why it was placed up to cover the the name. We were told that it was placed to cover the name at the request of a White House military officer at, on behest of the White House and the president's visit. Now, they're saying that that was somebody who was low level. The president says he didn't know anything about it. He called that individual well-meaning. Um, now, Megan McCain – yeah, I not your guess there is as good as mine um, he said they were well meaning I didn't know anything about it I never would have done that but it was somebody at least who knew the president's thinking in a term well enough to to think that that was something that he would have wanted done now remember this isn't a cruise ship this is a US military vessel there are soldiers serving aboard that vessel they wear that namesake with pride uh, they represent that ship and the United States military with pride and so the acting defense secretary Shannon has said that that's not only an insult to the late john mccain who the ship remember wasn't officially named for it was actually named for his father and grandfather who were both admirals in the u.s navy um but it's also disrespectful to those sailors aboard that ship they
4: did add this the late senator's name um
7: they, they did right? honor him after yes after. after the fact but it was originally named for his father and grandfather you mentioned
4: megan mccain and i had uh, we had played her comment earlier in the show she's just upset that Regardless of where this came from, whether it was a request from the president, which does not appear to have been, the the idea that he just continue um, that John McCain's name continues to be brought up is hard for her and her family to to grieve in a normal way.
7: Yeah, she said um, – now she doesn't believe, I'll point out, too, that the president didn't know about this. She said that she had journalists emailing her all over Memorial Day weekend, giving her a heads up that it was happening. Um, so she said the idea that people didn't know is ridiculous. But, yes, it's also impossible for her to go through the grief process, she said, because I think uh, it kind of gets lost in these conversations. Her father, the, the senator, had only been dead for 10 months. It hasn't even been a year. And the fact that his name keeps being brought up, uh, it keeps uh, being used for political Political purposes, She asked last week that people do not use his name to campaign in part of the presidential elections, which we were seeing some candidates do, because it's, it's hard for their family. They're still grieving the loss of a father, not a U.S. senator and a political person.
0: Serena Marshall, great stuff as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
4: Serena Marshall there in D.C. with the latest on what that. Turns out to be the Navy covering up the name of the USS John McCain. The question is, did the request come from the White House Office of Military, the White House Military Office? Uh, Who in the office might have thought that was a good idea? And then why the Navy then took it off? Uh, If in fact somebody did cover it up, was there some right thinking person on the ship who said, we're not going to do that? And then took the tarp off.
0: Bad news for R. Kelly. He's just been hit with 11 new charges in Chicago. These are the most serious against him. Some of these charges carry a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison. He's got now four counts of aggravated criminal sexual assault, two counts of criminal sexual assault by force, two counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, and three counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse against a victim who is at least age 13 and under 17. He was already facing ten counts of aggravated sexual abuse involving four women, three of whom, of whom were minors. These new charges apparently pertain to a single victim, who's just identified in the court papers as J.P.
4: R. Kelly, huh? Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <clears throat> when we come back. Mark Saltzman's going to join us, the host of uh, host of Tech It Out, the podcast that you hear on the iHeartRadio app, and also the uh, author of uh, Do- Nay
0: hundreds i thought you were going to say host of dark secret place
4: (laughs) host of dozens nay hundreds dozens of hundreds of articles uh about technology and we'll talk with him coming up in just a few minutes
0: Uh, on the gary and shannon show
1: Gary and
4: Shannon, the uh, attorney general says that Robert Mueller could have reached a decision on whether the president obstructed justice. Uh, he said today in an interview that even though there are Justice Department rules that prevent an indictment of a sitting president, he says Mueller could have decided whether Trump committed a crime. He said Wednesday it was not an option to consider whether Trump had broken the law in the light of the longstanding DOJ opinion. Interesting. The president and his acting defense secretary are uh, distancing themselves from that order to keep a warship name for the late Senator John McCain out of sight during the president's visit to Japan. The uh, acting chief, Patrick Shanahan, defense chief, said that he never authorized any of these attempts to see the USS John McCain at the home port. So, um, and then a couple of graveyards are among several properties along the U.S.-Mexico border. That are under threat. The Trump administration is coming in to build hundreds of miles of wall. One cemetery cemetery, they said would be destroyed under the current plans, but family members have been suing to try to fight that effort. Well, uh, Thursdays, we talk tech with Mark Saltzman.
3: The machines are getting smarter. This is Tech Talk, brought to you by Skynet. Technology.
0: Mark, how are you? Mark Saltzman, of course, columnist for USA Today. He's host of Tech It Out. And he is kind enough to make some time for us. And I got to tell you right <laughs> off the bat, I'm rooting for your raptors, man.
2: Yeah, thanks, Shannon. Hey, Pretty Gary. much
0: all of America is, I think.
2: <laughs> I don't know about that. There was, of course, this is a typical Canadian story. But I heard on the radio today that, you know, 40... Seven states surveyed, I'm wondering how many per state, said, yeah, they want the Raptors to win. Does, does everybody hate Golden well, State or something? Well, yeah, somebody? I mean, that's in America,
0: we place. tire of teams that are dynasties, like the Patriots or the yeah, Warriors. I hear you. Yeah,
2: I But this is a non-American team, although the players are mostly American. So True. you'd think there'd be some, you know, pride. You know, that's what America is known for is USA, USA. But that's all right. It's all good. I think we're going to have fun tonight. Yeah, game one of the NBA Finals for the first time in the Toronto Raptors history. They've made it. Yeah, this what's is it pretty like, exciting up here.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, what's it like in oh. Toronto?
2: The buzz is insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Every piece of media is all about this uh, series. Uh, there's an area, if you can't get into the Scotiabank Arena to watch the game, which tickets are going for, by the way, up to $60,000. Wow. That's Canadian, so that's about $45,000 American. <laughs> Still a Still lot. A lot. Uh, there's, there's this area that is called Jurassic Park. Uh, it's all about branding, where you can go outdoors, and that's where Drake performs sometimes, and there's huge screens, and everybody just parties. Like If you can't afford to go to the actual game, right? Like, every city has this for their sports teams. Are you but worried? But there's been overflow. It's like they're closing streets down. It's going to be a big deal.
0: Are you worried about the Drake thing?
2: Yeah, well, apparently, the uh, I guess TNT airs it uh, in in the States, and I think they... Had some words with the Raptors about not having Drake sit close to the <laughs> Golden State. They don't want to yell him yelling at things at Curry. I don't know what's going to happen. And there's no such thing as a Drake curse because he wh- helps us win games when he comes. You know he he's actually employed by the Raptors. I don't know if people know that he's the wow. official global ambassador. Oh wow, um, that's, that's yeah, a rough So he, job. Yeah, I know, right? Like he doesn't have enough money, so. Uh, and they just awarded him like a million dollar, uh, OVO jacket, like diamond encrusted with the Raptors logo. So yeah, they want him there, but I think, uh, some people are tired, tired. My wife included. It, she just rolls her eyes when Jake <laughs> jumps up and he thinks he, he acts like he owns the team, you know? Uh, but well, we like him. He's a, he's a good ambassador for the city.
4: The iPhone that I've had for a couple of years now, I've noticed the battery's starting to go, um, it did it, starts to drain quicker than usual, and I, mm-hmm. I wonder if it is overnight that it's as busy as I would have not expected it to be. There's still stuff going on even when you're sleeping.:
2: Yeah. are we talk tech? I forgot this is a tech segment. yeah, our sports segment's (laughs) over. (laughs) That's right, yeah. We're done with the sports. Thanks, Gary. Uh, Yeah, I think you're referring to a Washington Post story that's a little bit freaky. Uh, It's about the number of apps that are sharing your data, unbeknownst to you, even during the night. This uh, article that was written said that there were over 5,400 trackers, mostly in apps, uh, that share things like your location and other data that you may not know that you have signed off for it. And in most cases, you have. We don't read those T's and C's, those terms and conditions. But yeah, there were some um, apps there that we really sharing a lot. Uh, Yelp was a big one. Um, Mint, which is owned by Intuit. It's a finance tool. Uh, Spotify. Uh, Microsoft OneDrive and even Washington Post. And this was an article in the Washington Post that's, uh, that's looking at your data and your phone is pinging these servers owned by these, uh, you know, the information is going to these tracking companies to, I, to give you, uh, to give them information about you because, hey, data is, is valuable. So, and, and, you know, just be aware when you sign off on these things, if, if you're downloading a game on your iPhone, why did this, why does the game need to know your GPS location, right? If if you're downloading a music app, why do you have to enable the camera? Just be aware of what they're asking permissions for. None of us read it. But yeah, this is a pretty scary stuff. But the pressure is building. And even though Apple does a good job on the operating system level about your data, it's these third-party apps that Apple really can't control. So... Just be aware when you download these apps what you're granting access to. It's a little scary. And, yes, you're right. Not only is it revealing data that you may not want to share, like where you live and your zip code and all that based on your GPS location, but it also is draining your battery. So not, not good all around.
0: Amazon adding a delete commands for, I'll say, Smlexa.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to say the <laughs> word. To that. Right, right. Um, and this is an, yet another example of... of uh, The pressure mounting against these huge companies to do more about privacy. So this is another good story uh, today um, that uh, at least Amazon is bowing to some pressure that when you use their smart speaker and you wake it up with the woman's name that you just said, um, it previously collected and stored all all your voice recordings. And they claim that they do this because it helps train the AI, the artificial intelligence. And I actually know that to be true. I've said this before in our segment that my son, Ethan, is a mumbler. Or, um, um, I can't understand him, and I'm his dad. He's a 15-year-old. But his Alexa speaker can understand him, like, unbelievably. So I deleted all of the voice recordings, and then he started to talk to it again. And it would, like, he'd say, you know, play play Post Malone, and it would play something else. It didn't understand him. So it does train and get to know your voice and your taste and tries to anticipate this, right? But now you have a choice, thankfully, to delete that data if you weren't uh, happy with it. Actually, I should clarify, it's easier to delete your voice recordings. Previously, you had to go to the website, sign in, and manually delete all your recordings or go through the app. Now, all you have to say is something like, okay, you say her name, and then you can say, delete everything I said today, or her name, delete everything I just said, and it will delete everything. So that is good because there's a lot of pressure against Amazon. There's actually a class action lawsuit and some other issues. So they're they're now trying to roll out these uh, ways to make it easier to delete your information. It's your data. So these should be intuitive and not buried somewhere on a website. Mm. Right? Well, good luck tonight. Uh, we'll be watching, I assume. Thank you. Thanks for, for rooting for the Raptors. <laughs> well, <I'm... laughs> You won't go that far. Okay. Uh, I, oh, I just right. look for competition. Huh? I just this want is... <laughs> a good series.
0: I say Raptors in six. Oh, I like you,
2: Shannon. That's, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Your, your mouth to God's ears. Mark, thank you. appreciate it. God's plan. got a quote Drake. <laughs> 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 See what I did uh, there?
4: <laughs> make sure you follow Mark <laughs> on Twitter. Mark with a C underscore Saltzman. You can check out his podcast on the iHeartRadio app as well. The Tech It Out podcast. Just type that into the search bar and it will pop up. And we got a whole stack of uh, some... Some weird science. Oh, stories did you here? see that
0: that baby, the apple baby? That
4: baby, baby's as <laughs> big on. as an apple. That's a cute, baby.
0: That is a cute baby. Yeah.
4: It wasn't so cute. Well, they get better. They get better. All Gary right. and Shannon will yeah. continue with these science stories when we come
3: mm-hmm. back. <laughs>
0: The show get away from us like i that. like
4: that show that's a good
0: show i feel like we just sat down it was like 10 o'clock five minutes ago
4: It uh, this feels like someone stole your soap
0: stole my soap
4: stole my soap
0: who steals soap
4: who does that who california
0: california
4: if squirt bottles mm. your soap
0: stole my soap stole
4: my soap stop it, stop. it. y'all
3: quit playing quit playing I didn't do this stuff. It's not me.
4: It's not me. F- oh, it's R. Kelly once again getting charged. It was 11 new counts.
0: Yes, and uh, counts some of them carry a maximum of 30 years in prison.
4: Did you also see the story that um, Lori Loughlin is looking at potentially 40 years?
0: Yeah, well, this is true. There was um,
4: there was a suggestion that Massimo Giannulli actually turned down the plea deal last month. And we have been asking multiple times, like, why aren't they do? Why aren't they taking a plea deal like uh, like Felicity Huffman did?
0: There's just no way that they are ever going to do 40 years, though. I mean, that's the high end if you have priors and the whole bit.
4: Still, it's a ter- terrifying prospect for them. I mean, I'm not saying I feel horrible for them, but 40 years seems a little bit excessive.
0: Well, we've got some sci- science-y type things to tell you about. Yes, we've got um, we've got emotional robots. Mm-hmm. You should get one of those. Mm-hmm.
4: Nah. I'll um. just get one of those. Uh, I'll just get one of those, like, it's a poster that's got a bunch of emotions on it. And I'll just point to tell you which one I feel at that any given time. Okay. Uh, you've never seen emotion posters?
0: We could do that. Yep. Do you have one at home?
4: No, but I was going to get one for my daughter, too. She has a problem with
0: that. These are strange science.
3: Strange science. It's It's like weird science, but strange. Eight.
4: Eight point six ounces. There was a baby girl named Sabie. Well, that's the that's the name they gave her by uh, the doctors gave her. Why would they name her Sabie? Well, the parents want to make sure that they keep her private. That's all. But I don't know if that means something. Sabi is is the name. Eight point six ounces. She was delivered by C section back in December at just twenty three weeks. The mother gestation. suffers
0: from that
4: preeclampsia, eclampsia uh, is a life threatening condition that causes very high blood pressure. There is a uh, there is a oh boy there's a registry called the tiniest babies registry.
0: Yeah, it's maintained by the University of Iowa and according to that the next lightest recorded birth was a little girl <laughs> emphasis on little born in Germany. Oh boy. She's okay. Oh, okay. Uh born in Germany. 7 grams. She had the they called the ultra featherweight world title. Jeez.
4: It's a horrible title to get. But if you make it, Sharp Healthcare announced that Sebi is finally allowed to go home.
0: They can do amazing things in those neonatal units.
4: Uh, with babies this small, the doctor says the first hurdle is just making sure they get a chance to breathe. Because at that point, at the 23 weeks gestation, underdeveloped lungs is the biggest issue they have to overcome. So they, re- they place an extra small breathing tube... But it's so delicate uh, because it can fail over and over again before a precise pair of hands is able to coax the device all the way through the airway into these tiny, little underdeveloped lungs. It's
0: So sad when you see those, those little tiny babies in, those, um, in, in the NIC units, you know, um, And the parents that aren't even allowed to, to touch their baby, you know, you can't hold the baby is too tiny you got to have uh, all the machines working for the baby. Uh, Mary. I don't know how people uh, can it's do tough. that.
4: Yeah. Uh, Mary Birch Hospital is one of the largest hospitals in, or at least maternity hospitals here in the state, and it's used to handling a bunch of these premature babies that are already quite small. But they said that Sabie's size, she was 9 inches at birth. Uh, as a comparison, I would say an average is somewhere around 17, 18, 19 inches. I think my son was 20 inches when he was born. This baby was nine inches long, required adjustments for the hospital's level three neonatal intensive care unit. They had to come up with special blood pressure cuffs and microscopic diapers, simply because the—I mean—the body is just so small. And at 245 grams, the scales that will, were built into the normal NICU beds there were just too big Uh, the scale was too big they couldn't weigh anything less than 300 grams they had to take her out and put her on an old-fashioned little scientific scale
0: the facebook wants to send emotional robots out into the world to explore the world scan the faces of people help users make friends there is a patent filing that reveals this broad concept for emotionally sensitive robots that would identify faces and emotional states and allow users to talk to people. Onboard sensors would allow the robots to spot people to engage with, judge their emotional state and listen to what they're saying. At the same time, the robot could display images, video and speak with people, potentially letting listeners or excuse me, letting users meet people and make new friends remotely. So you'd meet one of these Facebook robots and then hook up with somebody in Helsinki,
4: because they have the same emotions that
0: I do. Because uh, this robots gonna decide that you're are friends with that girl in Helsinki. So you robot, guys are alike.
4: Robot matchmakers, pretty much. What if I just want friends? I don't want romance. Like you, you're making it. That's sound what like I
0: meant. She's a friend.
4: Oh, it's just a friend then. Right. Oh well, in that case, okay. But. The robot's just gonna wander around the streets of Burbank and walk into people?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but that's terrifying. Like you're just strolling across the street to Whole Foods. By the way, ever since it- that Whole Foods went in there, yeah, I've almost gotten in about sixteen traffic accidents because of people making their way into Whole Foods. You can't go out that way. These people are animals. The way they try to get into that garage and they cut you off and they're in lanes they shouldn't be in. And I'm just trying to get to work. I'm just trying to get here in the day.
4: They're fighting the good fight against gluten.
0: Today, somebody stopped in a 35-mile-per-hour zone and I'm driving. All of a sudden, somebody just stops (laughs) and they're looking around where where the garage entrance is. And I'm like, sir, this is a lane. Yeah. The, let's let's go ahead and not lose all decency. All right. This isn't the top of Mount Everest. We're not trying to get to the summit on our limited oxygen. You just want to get a freaking smoothie that costs nine dollars. But don't be stopping in the middle of the freaking road. You so, can't go out that exit anymore. So anyway. you
4: got to use the other door.
0: Imagine you're just walking across the street to Whole Foods. Yeah, things. and then, and all then a the, freaking robot, a robot comes up to you and engages you. Listen, it's weird I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. I
4: don't want to talk to people from here to there. It's weird enough when someone comes up. Excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. Do you mind if right. I ask you a couple questions right. about your emotional you know well-being? That, that, that's
0: the thing. Like Our screens, our, um, our phones, they're safe for us because we can control our social interaction. We don't have to be bombarded by it in the street bombarded by people using, saying hello yeah and now they're using robots <laughs> to do human things and i think that that's just wrong on its face
4: <laughs> bombarded hello stop talking to me you know how uh-huh, i know exactly how yeah. we'll go into space when we come back we'll go into the air and then into space after that space force gary and shannon will continue in just a moment
2: do that thing right there Flipping your hair, baby, I swear I don't think you know what you're doing to me You got it. my heart keeps giving a beat and I close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The
3: way your things are swaying to the music Girl, that body and
4: how you move it Every Gary time and Shannon I cross my mind Girl, I lose On this Thursday, it's May I 30th We've been in the middle of a swamp... uh, Sorry, we've been in the middle of a strange science.
0: Hey, but speaking of swamp wash... Yeah. Wash. Swamp wash. Wash it all out. Uh, Swamp wash. Tomorrow, we're going to dig into this article that you found about how San Francisco broke America's heart. Uh,
4: It's one of... By the way, it's not the only article that I've seen like this, but it's it's an article describing, gosh, uh, as progressive as California is, and San Francisco specifically... Why are they becoming toilets? Why are places like that becoming just absolute literal assholes in some cases? So we'll we'll do that tomorrow. Um,
0: I know you've flown an F-16. Yes. But have you ever flown an E-4B?
4: Well, I've been in a variant of an E-4B. It's just a Boeing 747. It's a modified 747. Um,
0: Have you ever been in the doomsday plane? That I have not. This is a highly survivable Flying Fortress.
4: This is a pretty amazing airplane when you think about it.
0: It was designed during the Cold War. And it was designed to endure the immediate aftermath of a nuclear detonation. It's basically a flying command center. How cool is that?
4: Well, it's uh, it's been described by a couple of people as the Pentagon in the air, like a backup Pentagon. There's always one plane on alert, ready to go, 24 hours, seven days a week. Now, there... Was a fleet of four of these, although a couple of them actually got damaged in a uh, in a tornado that touched down at Offutt Air Force Base, and I'm not sure if the two of them are back in in operation yet. But this is got all the communications equipment that you would need. Uh, it, it's got all of the refueling capability that Air Force One has, so mid-air refueling that could keep it up for days or weeks if necessary, and the you, you would see this plane and you might assume that it's air force 1 a very similar paint scheme uh most of the e4b's capabilities are classified but like you said uh the the biggest issue is that they are protected against a nuclear electromagnetic pulse in the event that there's a nuclear blast that goes off and these follow the president wherever they go especially when they are overseas for example an e4b would land at a second airport somewhere far away. So in the event that there's a terrorist attack, where Air Force One and all of those planes are being held, the president could be transported 100, 200 miles away, depending on where the airport is, and get on this E-4B that is the Pentagon in the sky, the doomsday plane, and it, that automatically would become Air Force One because the president's on board. The space thing is also strange. Did you see the story about the... The Indian satellite that got blown up by India.
0: Yes, and I read this wrong. Um, I read the headline as ISIS faces mounting threat of being stuck by struck by uh, Indian satellite junk. I, I thought see, ISIS. I could what? see
4: why you would be concerned about the terrorist group well, <laughs> and having satellite pieces fall. On I it.
0: just couldn't figure out what that was all about. No, no,
4: not ISIS. ISS.
0: The International Space Station.
4: Yes. Got it. The probability that debris from that Indian satellite that was shot down earlier this year could puncture the ISS has risen by 5%. There is a a guy named... Sergei Krikyalov. Oh, sure. He is the executive director of Russia's State Space Corporation Rox, sorry, Roscosmos for th- manned space programs. I don't
0: think you even need to tell people that. Like, oh, that's, who Sergei is? That's a given.
4: He says the Americans have carried out calculations on the probability of the station getting punctured because of the debris. And there are numerical estimates rising, the, or raising the probability of a puncture by about 5%. Uh, India, back in March said that their air force had successfully tested an anti-satellite weapon they shot down one of their own weapons or sorry one of their own satellites that was in low earth orbit but that debris just goes all over the place and now with the international space station flying around there uh they say that the hundred pieces of debris appeared after india tested its anti-satellite weapon there's another guy roman fatakov do you remember what he is Yes. He is the senior assistant to the section and head at the head main, main center, center for, for the surveillance of, of the space, space situation. situation. It's long. In Russian, it's only like three characters. We got a chase.
0: We got a chase. Where? We've got a red, looks like uh, maybe maroon, metallic SUV. This is near Exposition Park. Looks like it's on the 110 there.
3: Okay.
0: And it's uh, mildly busy right now. Uh, it looks like this car is going faster than the speed of traffic. Maybe doing 80, 85, 90. I'd say so.
4: Oh, yeah. That's at oh, least yeah. 90 right there.
0: Oh, man. That guy is. What kind of car is that? Is that an Acura, Gary? No. What I is it? I wouldn't say
4: that. I actually might say that that's either a Kia or yeah, I a, think, I think it is a Hyundai.
0: Kia. I think it is a Kia. Good looking car.
4: Uh, it's red. It's relatively new. It's going to be a newer uh, newer edition of whichever one of those. Might be an Acura as well. It's hard to tell from this distance. Wow.
0: But... If I was right, yeah. I'm never going to stop talking about it. Because I'm never right. And I think it is a Kia, though. Don't you think? <laughs> I don't know.
4: <laughs> it's getting to the point there where there's uh, two or three HOV lanes.
0: Or is it a Hyundai?
4: That's what I said.
0: Blake, what kind of car is this? You should know.
4: Oh, it was a Jeep. It's not a Jeep, I guarantee that. Uh but as wow. it's it's flying along, man, it is really going that, faster than the that's uh,
0: over a hundred.
4: It looks like it and it's going all the way oh, from the HOV boy. lane all the way to that far that right was in the lane. Shoulder. And it's now on the shoulder very
0: close to that wall.
4: Past and past two cars now on the exit. And very close to a sound barrier. They're coming oh, up to an intersection boy. that is... He's
0: got a red light there.
2: USA. <laughs> USA.
4: <laughs> oh, boy. And then there you go. Picture's out. Oh, Channel 9 dropped the ball on that one. I've
0: got I've got Channel 11's live feed still up. Yeah. But it's a little bit behind the game here. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Uh, yeah, he approached that intersection and then they went they went uh, blank too.
4: Well, they they're in a neighborhood there.
0: That's got to be a Kia. Oh,
4: and he's flying through an alleyway and hitting all kinds of bumps. But he's going through an alleyway there in South LA. That's a, and
0: that's driving very rapidly through that alleyway. Too fast,
4: I might say. Too mm-hmm. fast. I, he should have gone shouldn't have gone that fast in the uh, freeways, but now he's really in trouble.
0: Now he's really in trouble. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll make Very way for uh, John and Ken are up next. We'll see you tomorrow at the Kia. That's what I said. Yeah.
1: Pretty Take sure everybody
0: and blessings. Okay.
1: Tune in next week for the hilarious funeral episode on Gary and Shannon.